Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is another bonus Friday episode. Um, I'm excited to share this this with you guys. I was going to be releasing this in a few weeks, but I've got so many podcasts at the moment, and the wrestling world moves so quickly, I thought I'd move this forward so that it's still relevant. Let me explain what's going on. I chatted to Russell from Block Party and Sam from Get Cape, Where Cape Fly. And my mate Stu, and all of us are big wrestling fans, and I wanted to do a roundtable about why we love wrestling. It's called Why I Love Wrestling. Um, And I wanted to time it August kind of time, ahead of um, Jim Smallman, host of Tuesday Night Joy on the Distraction Pieces Network, has got a, a wrestling book coming out on August 23rd called I'm Sorry I Love You, A History of Professional Wrestling. And at the moment, it's looking like it's going to be a, a genuine times bestseller which is insane for a wrestling book and a positive wrestling book um and from just a mate of mine who's an independent wrestling promoter so i urge you all to go and and order that but the main obviously this podcast is just about wrestling in general but the thing that the the reason for the timing is that on september 30th progress wrestling have got a wrestling event that could end up being the biggest independent wrestling event ever in the uk and that's insane they're at wembley arena and wembley's kind of an expandable uh capacity so it's one of them where regardless of what they sell it will feel rammed and the 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 atmosphere will be iconic i mean we're talking the podcast about the the legendary atmospheres of progress wrestling but if they can get enough people there it'll be record-breaking and it feels really exciting so yeah that's kind of the reason for the timing for this if you've ever been a wrestling fan i urge you to grab a ticket for progress wrestling at wembley on september 30th because it's going to be amazing it's going to be uh, yeah an emotional time and it's the best wrestling in the world as we as we go into here but before we get into all of that i'll mention briefly that we're brought to you as ever by um speech records.com that's my record label we've got some some great merch there all of my albums all the t-shirts i've got a couple of barbecue aprons left um <laughs> genuinely i do some weird merch so yeah head to speech and get some of that stuff also big love for everyone for all the love that's come in for the the main episode this week with tony law uh it was a real heartbreaking one or it was emotional he really opened up about addiction about almost losing everything um and about his kind of it's climbed back into the world of comedy and it's it was a really amazing one so i've got a, a lot of love for tony if you're at the edinburgh fringe go and check tony law out also check out brett goldstein genius comedian and host of films to be buried with and check out R- R- rob alton whose spoken word album is available at speech um at home with rob um and check out brian gittins who is a favorite of mine the only person whose podcast i've listened to every episode of or that's been going a while i've listened to every episode of films to be buried with and the network ones and stuff like that but that's the only one that's not on the distraction pieces network that i've listened to every episode brian gittins and friends it's hilarious um and he had a bonus episode on films to be buried with this week as well so there's a lot of bonus episodes but but yeah i'll get straight into this it's a long one it was a round table. Russell from Block Party, Sam from Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, and my mate Stu from HMV Southend. 
all came around mine just to talk about wrestling because we bloody love it. Uh, yeah, even if you're not a wrestling fan, this should make some sense. Um, and I hope you enjoy, enjoy it. Um, I'll, 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 I'll pop up at the end because there's a link I want to give you because there's a topic that we talk about and I was wrong on something. But Sam afterwards, because what's cute about this is the group message that we use to arrange this podcast we've continued as our little our little a wrestling nerd group where we all just talk about um and what's going on in wrestling so yeah i I mean also now i've slipped this out early it's good because it's ahead of of SummerSlam weekend and as you're hearing this we rave about nxt it's ahead of nxt to take over brooklyn four so uh yeah i should also mention that 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 you've got progress wrestling at wembley on sunday the 30th the night before september 29th i've got my club night at the book club um and one of my guest djs is sam from get kate where kate fly who's on this podcast so if you were thinking of traveling down for progress at wembley and you've got your saturday night spare you might want to come along to the book club and party with us um it's going to be a lovely time i'll look forward to seeing a lot of wrestling shirts in there you can all come and party with us dan lasak is also djing so that's a big deal um it's going to be a hell of a party it's the book club in hoxton so come along to that and then we can all go to the wrestling the next day let's make a weekend of it guys wrestling and music and partying it's going to be lovely i'll let this get on this is episode 222 of the distraction pieces podcast and it is why I love wrestling. This piece of fiction is the intro to the This piece of fiction is the intro to the This piece of fiction is the intro to the This piece of fiction is the intro to the Right, this is a rare, a rare round table in the Distraction Pieces studio. I'll give some kind of information before. It's going to be us all talking about wrestling. It's not a coincidence that this is coming out. I think the weekend of Jim Smallman's book, Jim Smallman has a podcast on the network a month before the biggest indie wrestling uh, show, possibly in UK history, depending on how how ticket sales go. Uh, The progress event at Wembley um, on September 31st or 30th, sorry. So yeah, that's the reason we got together for this. But this isn't just an advert for that. And we're going to talk about WWE, New Japan, probably Ring of Honor, probably PWG, NXT, all sorts of stuff. So it is a big advert, but it's not it's not a hard sell. It's going to be talking about why we love wrestling. And I'm joined by Sam Duckworth of Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Sorry to be doing this. It's fun, isn't it? And it's it's weird because there's two people on this podcast who I've been meaning to have on on for a while. No offense, Stu. Um, um, but it's not come about. We've not timed it. And then as soon as we got the chance to talk about wrestling, all of us were like, "Yeah, let's let's do that." So I'd heard you and Russell, who's our other guest, our Russell Lissack from Block Party. Mm-hmm. Um, both of you I'd heard on hardcore listing and maybe even on the off the beaten track casually mention wrestling. Um, and it go nowhere further because Stu hasn't watched a wrestling match in thirty <laughs> years, and Chris only knows live progress events. He's never he hasn't watched anything on TV in ages. But it comes to progress, 
and each time I wanted to jump in and kind of talk about wrestling with you. So I thought I'd get you guys here to have a bit of a wrestling chat. Excellent. And Sam, you 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 came up on the the Kate Nash podcast as well because she mentioned <laughs> that that when she got the Rolling Glow, y- you were militant with her on that she had to take it seriously and here's the matches that she had to watch and here's the education that she, that she had to have. Well, I think she came to me and said, you know, I really want to do this. This is something I'm really interested in. Yeah. I've spoken to a few people and I was like, okay, that, that that's cool. But at the end of the day, if you really want to take this seriously, that means it's going to be pretty hardcore. Yeah. And I think her dedication to the role has been incredible. A tr- I mean, a trained, trained by Charlie Guerrero. Yeah. But just, it was just that sense of, she's like, okay, I need to, learn the history of it i need to understand yeah. where people come from and i was you know i really respected her commitment to the role in that yeah. and for me it was really fun because most of my friends don't really want to talk to me about wrestling <laughs> so to have somebody come to me and be like oh actually tell me everything you know in 24 hours or yeah Excellent. and and speaking of talking to friends about wrestling our fourth guest is a first is Stu from from Basildon, essentially. Um, how's it going, mate? Oh, good night, thank you. Um, and Stu is who I watch all my wrestling with, essentially. And we talk about, we constantly messaging each other about the new, anything that's happening in wrestling, theories on what's happening, fancy booking, because n- none of our friends, other friends, want to talk about wrestling either. Yeah, I was going to say, like Sam, this is the first time I think probably in my life I've sat down with three other people who are into wrestling and talked about wrestling. Yeah, it seems to be a common theme. Yeah. <laughs> no one has any real friends to talk to about wrestling. It's, like, it's, it's that... why the in, in internet kind of community that mm-hmm. can, beget, can become so tight-knit and militant, because it is, it's, you've suddenly found the people who want to talk about it yeah. and are as into it as you. Um, so I'll start with a, a Russell. What, was, what got you into wrestling? Like, like, were you into wrestling from a young age? Yeah, I... I, yeah, I was into like WWF, yeah. I guess like late 80s, kind of Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, that, yeah, yeah. that period. Like, were, you, were you a Hogan or a Warrior fan? Um, or the rarity of a Flair fan? That's kind of the I mean, three. I, I remember really liking what, what I later discovered to be the heels yeah. when the bad guys, when, when I was young, and I wasn't even really aware that right. the kind of definition of good guy and bad guy so yeah. much, or that you were supposed to like the good guys. Yeah. Uh, I just was drawn to guys like, like uh, Mr. Perfect yeah. and Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Yeah. I, I, I think, I don't know what it was. Like, I guess they, their characters were very interesting. Yeah. And also a lot of them were in that kind of uh, intercontinental yeah. range of yeah. where the wrestling was a little bit more exciting yeah, than, than, than some of the main event stuff might have been and and I always found that it definitely quite it, it felt as if they did more to make you hate the heels than they did to make you love the faces as mm-hmm. such so my my, my favourite ever r- wrestling vignette is the Mr Perfect where he throws basketball. he's doing yeah he's, he's, <laughs> he does the basketball he does the 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 baseball and then he throws an American football oh, yeah. and runs and catches <laughs> it himself and it's just it's amazing but you weren't it was easier you, all the work you put into that all you had to do was give a Hulk Hogan an American flag to walk down with mm-hmm. and that was it that was the, the variation it's like here's the good guy he's got a flag the bad guy right other than yeah, and we'll get onto this later other than potential racism what can we do to make you mm-hmm. hate this person and mm-hmm. Well, they, they did that with those guys. Yeah, like with Ted DiBiase, the, uh, yeah. you know, antagonising the crowd yeah. with offering them money. You know, yeah. remember the uh, the kid with the basketball 
and Who's he got a, a real kid out of the crowd and said he'd give him, I don't know, $100 or something yeah. if he could bounce the ball 10 times. And he did it on the ninth time. Diviossi, like, kicks the ball That's out of his hands. And, 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 and it's real, and the kid starts oh, crying. That's just amazing, you know, isn't Obviously, it? he couldn't do that now. But, yeah. Uh, you know, but, yeah, completely. And it, it stuffed it money into people's mouths and yeah, things like that. Yeah. And it was always playing off. And although wrestling has gone away from such exaggerated characters, it's still always play, playing off the type of people that you would normally love or hate in real life. Mm, mm. The uh, audaciously rich person, uh, the the guy who's arrogant about how good he is, he's the the jock, he's better than you at everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that kind of, that sticks through. What I I love about wrestling as an art form is, it is, at the root of it is the the simplest of theatre, is is. Good versus evil, mm. but then if you look below, there's so many layers and so much work that goes into yeah. to tell the story. Oh, when me and Stu were backstage at the UK NXT stuff, or, or no, the uh, the UK tournament at the Royal Albert Hall, um, Alistair Black was explaining. He was saying to a few of the guys who, who we were there with aren't that into wrestling, but mm-hmm. had come for the first time and were uh, blown away. And he was saying, "Yeah, the bit that you saw t- t- tonight in the ring." That's about five percent of it. The bigger thing is the story that we tell, mm-hmm. what we build to make the, that bit in the ring mean anything. It was like it took him years to realise that wrestling isn't that much about wrestling; mm. it's about everything else. And even if you go to New Japan and things like that, where there's a lot, the technical side of it is 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 praised and pushed a lot more. They're still. They're hugely dedicated to telling the stories, and the matches that are at the top always have huge builds and huge, yeah, mm-hmm. storylines behind them. So, so, did you keep into wrestling as a kid, or did you? Um, yeah, I mean, when when I first it? started, it was it was kind of difficult at first because it wasn't on TV in, yeah. in the UK, or if it was, it was on like satellite TV, which we, we didn't have. So. Yeah. To, to, to get my aunt to tape them every now and then. Yeah. She'd drop around the tape every <laughs> yeah. every month or two. The same. I like, had a friend who'd get the VHS yeah. releases, which were like a year behind or something, yeah, what yeah, was yeah. actually happening in, in real yeah. time. And then eventually, yeah, my grandparents got, got Sky and I'd be able to watch it once a week and it'd be yeah. you know, prime time with, with Vince at the table. And, Amazing. And all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, I watched it. And then in the kind of, mid late 90s it got really bad for a while right, yeah. WF, and I kind of lost interest a bit and I got really into music which kind of became all, all consuming uh, I kind of missed like the Attitude Era yeah. to a degree I, I got back into it like kind of 99, 2000 yeah. um, just like around the time like WCW was closing yeah. and, and, and seeing all that kind of stuff Do you remember what drew you back at that point um i remember i was just at a friend's house and we we'd always like stay up drinking and and hang out loads of us and then we'd all sleep in his front room and we'd fall asleep like early hours in the morning but with the tv on and wrestling used to come on at like two in the morning or something and and we realized we both used to be fans of it when we were younger so we'd kind of watch it and then this Ended up being like a weekly thing, yeah. And yeah, and then you know I just kind of fell back into it again, and I mo- 
at the time I moved in with my grandparents, so I had access to Sky then. So Perfect. I was like, oh, I can actually watch this regularly. And then, yeah, the 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 WCW buyout thing, yeah. then merging with WWE was like, you know, it was so compelling at the it's time. Huge storytelling. Like, All of the sucked back in. the Monday Night Wars, and mm-hmm. then yeah, that that's simulcast where. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. broadcasting on WCW and W. This, yeah, I'm watching it being so confused. Just <laughs> mind blowing because again, it is that seems to be one of the points where they they really started to blur the line between reality and and fiction. They kind of dropped kayfabe a lot, but it was yeah. It was, at that point, it was you're like, well, have they actually bought? Is who's bought it? What's actually which parts of this are a storyline and the the panto I'm here for, and which parts are yeah, real life. And, and, and the whole thing... You never get to find that stuff out, really. The whole thing felt like it was being like targeted, you know, because I was 17, 18 yeah. at that time, and, and, and it felt like that was entirely the kind of age range yeah. that, that the product was being targeted at. You know, like, 95, it was still kind of kids' stuff, and you had the over-the-top gimmicks still, yeah. like the garbage man and, and yeah, things like yeah, that yeah, that yeah. they have been doing for, like, 10 years, and yeah. it had got really stale at that point. Yeah. And then, yeah, suddenly it like became this much more exciting thing for, for, for a teenager. A, a reality base, and in, and in a way, dangerously so. Because, I, mm. again, I remember on that on the Simulcast, the, the, the promo from Flair, that was as real as anything is ever going to get, because mm. he was someone who was part owner or whatever and got bought out, and he's there as part of it and giving a proper kind of thing, saying... I will not work for... Do you know, it's like, it's such a blurred line, mm-hmm. but that made it so engaging. And then, so did that, that that keep you in and then you got deeper and deeper? Yeah, and I think, you know, because you still had guys like like Hogan and yeah. Scott Horn and people like that. So, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I recognise all these guys. Sean, Sean Michaels. Yeah. So there was still the people that I liked when I was a kid and yeah. there was all the new people to, to discover. And yeah, I... I got sucked in from then and I've been in kind of full ever since um you know I I only got into other companies a lot more recently that's what I was I was, I was gonna ask because I went to New Japan recently and it was mm. because you, you couldn't go and, mm-hmm. and I bought the tickets up yeah. there and it was like <laughs> it was amazing but it, it was my first ever New Japan event mm. and I've watched bits but not enough to really be that knowledgeable so what drew you into... Because New Japan is kind of seen as the big, the other big company and mm. gen, a lot of people love one and hate the other or whatever, but the reality is they're both... Or for me, they're both absolutely... Yeah, I enjoy them both mm. as such. So so what drew you out to New Japan and anything outside the WWE, essentially? Um, I'm trying to remember. The New Japan stuff, I think, because I read stuff online and yeah. then talk to people online... Because, as we said, I don't know that many people that are interesting. I do have a couple of friends now, but, yeah, like, four or five years ago, there wasn't really anyone else I knew, and just someone online kind of mentioned it, and uh, there was Wrestle Kingdom, which is kind of their equivalent of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember who, who was wrestling. There was someone I knew in the main event, maybe, like, AJ Styles or something. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, I know him, like... Let's 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 check this out, and and I watched the whole show. How was that first whole show? And it, yeah, it was because weird. I did that in the last year or so. And at first, it is weird because it's not. It's shot really yeah. differently. It feels 
almost amateurish, but mm-hmm, then it's mm-hmm. amazing and it feels like mania. It feels like it goes on forever, but it's not got the explosions and flashing yeah, lights yeah, of mania. So matches. it's just match, match, match. So, so how was that the first? Because like, I did say I was tuning in because I'd heard that I think it was yeah it was Omega Ricardo one. Mm. In fact, yeah, I must have watched it after. So I'd heard it was amazing. The whole event was amazing. So I tuned in. So I'm there firmly for the one people or the two people I've heard of at the top and then just watching all of it. But then about halfway through, you, you are like, you're drawn in and you're part of it and you, mm. yeah, you adapt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I really loved it. I mean, I, I really love like Japan and Japanese yeah. culture as well. So like kind of like seeing that, My, that, that presentation of it was, was interesting as the, well. I've not mentioned this, but the only time I've ever played in Japan, mm-hmm. we were on just before you at Fuji Rocks. Oh, okay, yeah. We were, we, I think it was Grandmaster Flash was on before mm-hmm. us, and then us, and then and then okay. you guys. That's it's the, the, the one experience I have of Japan. It just oh. occurs to me that it's, it's related. He's but, right, yeah. but Grandmaster Flash at the bottom. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who's that guy? <laughs> it was weird because Grandmaster Flash, he was, he was doing, at that point, he was doing tons of mashups, and it felt really old and cliche, but then you're like, oh, he started that yeah. <laughs> so we i'm sitting again like all right mate we'll do this we stopped doing that about five years ago it's like oh no you you're allowed to do that because you're grandmaster <laughs> fucking flash so Stu, are we you into wrestling as a kid i was it yeah so same as you late 80s early 90s i was like 1990 i was like 10 so yeah. obviously hulkamania running wild over the uk <laughs> yeah um but the same as you as well we didn't have satellite we didn't have tv let run satellite so i would only see wrestling Going around friends' houses, yeah, and even then it was like you know when you're in a mate's house when you're a kid and they've got something amazing and you go, oh let's do that and they go, no. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a mate had like you had like quasar guns and set up before it was like quasar or anything. Yeah. Just go around and go, oh, it's amazing. We play it. Be like, no, I'm bored of that. So you go and wait, so they have wrestling videos, but like, I just watch that. They'd be like, No, I've watched that too many times. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see a hell of a lot, but I used to buy the WWE magazine religiously. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd watch wrestling vicariously through the magazine. That's so fantastic. I, I, I threw all mine away really recently. Oh, did you? Did you yeah, have them? I, had, yeah. I still had them all. Oh, I wish I still yeah, had them. Yeah, totally. I know. I used to get that magazine. Oh, I remember well, reading but... the, the storyline of. Um, you know, Hulk against the Mustafi and Adnan. Yeah. That whole arc. Just yeah. reading that throughout the year through the magazine, following the story through that. That's amazing. And only recently going back and realising that everyone thought it was really shit. <laughs> but yeah. when I was a kid, it was brilliant. <laughs> Again, it comes it comes over to what we were saying about Alistair Black saying how the wrestling part is a yeah. tiny bit of it. The exactly. fact that you yeah, could follow yeah. it for years and be a fan yeah. and not actually watch any wrestling. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're just yeah, yeah. You're reading about it and looking yeah. at photos. For and... sure. So yeah, obviously I love things like Legion of Doom because there was mm-hmm. like colour and then I suppose yeah, a little bit later like when we did finally did have a TV I'd stop to like 2 in the morning watch WCW sometimes on a Saturday night it's on ITV yeah. and then uh, you get to like 12, 13 everyone's like oh wrestling's actually faking shit and you go oh is it oh fuck yeah, yeah I hate it honestly yeah, yeah, I, I hate that as well now <laughs> 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 yeah so I obviously stopped it it's like watching wrestling or being interested the same as everybody else really and then in the late 2000s, when T4 got WWE Heat for a year, do you remember that? Yeah. It was like right. T4. You'd wake up on a Sunday morning hangover and watch that. Mm. Amazing. So I watched that for about a year. And then. And just, that was like when, for some reason, I've got a, a flash of it being when. Um, who was Lita with originally? 
the redheads. S.A. Rios. S.A. Rios was yeah. like coming in and it was all, it was the Hardy Boys type era of yeah, yeah. Team Extreme and all that. Hardy and Taz yeah. was prominent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, S.A. and then, then that left, so I knocked it on the head and then later, I remember our friend David Davis yeah. recording me those uh, Legends of Wrestling roundtables on oh, a disc. Oh, that's what I was going to say. When we yeah. both, I, I worked in HMV, I'd, I'd had a similar thing of meeting, he was, the assistant manager at the Beckton store, David yeah. Davison, he was into wrestling. So again, it was like the first time in ages that like, yeah, got yeah, someone I can talk to wrestling about. Yeah. And it was pre-network. And yeah. he, he had, he'd burned a load of DVDs of, yeah, the legends around tables and they'd just have a topic and yeah. they'd be talking about the old days and they'd be talking about how they'd send the wrestlers out into town to, 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 to beat people up in the local That's bar right, to yeah. show that they're <laughs> the toughest and stuff like that. And getting all these, these stories. And like, again, I think that's a, that that might have it was around the time I think I was about to take a bit of a break from it. So I think I kind of whilst I took a break from watching the product, I was watching tons of documentaries exactly. and, and round tables yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like things like that yeah, before all, I came back in. I've always been fascinated by the business and the behind the scenes and that obviously. Yeah. So that was brilliant. And then uh we moved in with our in laws before we moved out so we could save and they had Sky Sports and then one night like two years ago just before SummerSlam, I started watching it. It was on the phone. I might as well start watching it. It's on. Yeah. And I did, and I got the network, so I wanted to watch SummerSlam. And then you were like, you got to watch NXT, it's amazing. Yeah. And I put NXT on that night, and saw Oscar on there, and I was just like, I mean, this, this is it. <laughs> she's amazing. This, yeah. is, this is doing it for me. Brilliant, yeah. And then we started going progress. It's fantastic, because again, it's, it's weird. And we were at a barbecue recently for a mate of ours. Um, Ollie had got married. And we... Again, wrestling came up and people were like, nah. <laughs> yeah. and I said, genuinely, it sounds over the top, but it's reignited our friendship mm. because we've always been friends over these years. But as you do, like anyone who's in a band, you have that kind of period where you're away from your mates for a bit. You don't, you know, I mean, you drift mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. Wrestling is why we talk pretty much every day yeah. and at least every week because it is this. Oh, have you seen, have you seen Roy yet? Have you, yeah. have you seen NXT yet? And that's a great thing, right? It brings people together. Completely. So, so Sam, what, what was your route into it and, uh, and how did it develop? I can remember playing with wrestling figures. I remember having a yeah. wrestling ring and having figures. But it was, it was around like 98, 99 that I really got into it. Yeah. WCW Worldwide was on Channel 5. Yeah. I remember that being like 12 weeks behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Psychosis, Ray. Like it was... Yeah. Kind of end of the LWO. Yeah, the cruiserweights like at the forefront, kind of just smashing it. And I, I remember um, I had just had a paper round and persuading my parents. I was just like, Look, I just give you twenty quid a month. Can we get Telly West? You know, I, I, like, and, <laughs> yes. and I must have been fifteen, sixteen. So my mates are getting drunk. I'm just like, Nah, Saturday. I love that. Watch as much wrestling as possible. You paid well for a paper round, twenty quid a week. <laughs> Two <laughs> rows of the yellow advertiser, mate. It was like. <laughs> Oh, good. That's a heavy paper. <laughs> yeah. It was not the one. It was worth it though. But yeah, and just reading Power Slam yeah. religiously, and from that, just getting really into ECW. Yeah, you know, and buying um, videotapes, HMV. It's, it's, it's the one that people got really militantly behind, and it's, it's something I missed a little bit. I, for a long time, kind of like around the age of fifteen or sixteen, I kind of have a load of fake ex-girlfriends and stuff like that to pretend I've had some kind of previous relationship experience. I was like that with ECW. I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I used to love that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I wasn't having any of the t- 
the tape trade and everything at, at that point. And I've caught up on a lot of it through documentaries and through the network now. But yeah, I think that was as, uh, that period had people excited. I think it was just a combination of being really shocking. It was not often that you'd yeah. see things on television where you'd kind of go, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then at the same time, having some amazing matches, like Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn, that yeah. series yeah. of matches. You know, I think, because it was really WCW and ECW that I watched. Yeah. You know, so I went to, um, I remember going with one of my mates from school to the WCW Nitro taping at the old Docklands Arena. Wow. I remember saving up to do that. And, I, you know, I was really into it from, from that point and I've been really a massive fan ever since um, yeah. collecting tapes just trying to trying to watch as much of it as I can I mean I think a lot of wrestling fans in the UK um, I think this boom that we've got now is because in that 2000s era that like the first pay-per-view ever shown on British terrestrial TV was Royal Rumble 2000 wow and that yeah, was you yeah, know yeah. Dudley's Edge and Christian Hardy's Tables Match yeah. Cactus Jack Triple H Street Fight like it was ridiculous it was an incredible pay-per-view and I think at the same time having the end of WCW on Channel 5, I think wrestling, you know, that era of wrestling had some incredible matches and it was accessible to people. Yeah. I think yeah. Sky you know, Sky Sports was quite prohibitive in terms of if you had a mate with a VCR that would tape it for you, you could watch things out of date. Yeah. But to yeah. actually be able to be part of the conversation and watch it and, you know, the early have days of the internet. Of live, yeah. And Raja and all the websites that you could kind of find the spoilers <laughs> off of. You know, those yeah. really early days um, of the internet. And from that point, I've just been completely obsessed, to be honest. And and it does become a thing of finding the, the time in your day to keep up with all the wrestling that you want to watch. Because it is, even if you're just on, mm. on the WWE product, you're looking at Raw and SmackDown is, is five hours a week. Yeah. And then NXT is another hour. So we always say it's a part-time job. Yeah, yeah. To 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 keep up with all of it. So so what became the priorities for you? Did you get into WWE after that kind of the, that that boom? I think we lost a lot of choice in a very quick period of time. Yeah. I think there is now there there is you know there's New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact. Yeah. yeah. But really for for a long period of time it was WWE and WWF um, yeah. and then. You had Ring of Honor, but you weren't really able to watch it. The quality wasn't good enough no. to stream it on the internet. Yeah, and until you know, until TNA came along, yeah. it really was a you know one company business, and also a one company business where it was quite obvious that the wrestling fans had one show, and then there was Raw. Yeah, I think Heyman booking SmackDown. Yeah. you know, I think that is what stopped the business from really going under. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah, kept yeah. that kind of hardcore, passionate fan base actually into wrestling. Yeah, because it did get to a point where you'd feel oh, I'm too old for this, or you yeah, know, completely. how am I spending five hours of my week watching things I don't enjoy? Oh, oh, that's what I think is great about it now, because things like a progress and for, but also things like NXT and New Japan, they're they're one hundred percent enjoyable for grown ups. Progress specifically is aimed at grown ups. It's more for grown ups than than for anyone else. And I think it's a weird one of most people, if they wanted to see if they're into wrestling, that 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 flick over and watch Raw or SmackDown, yeah. and might go, oh no, I'm not, because yeah. again, I'm, I enjoy that product, but I'm aware that it's not what most wrestling fans are into. But I'm also aware that we've got the network that's got NXT and all that, and again, you've got No Japan World, and you've got all of these the, these different options. So. Mm. 
what's your preferred or what do you watch at the moment I don't really watch Royal Smackdown. I, yeah. I, I'm a subscriber to the Wrestling Observer. Yeah, it's too much of a commitment. <laughs> I can't do I can't do it three is. hours of Raw on a Monday. It is. You know, so true. I, I subscribe to the Observer. So if there's something that I feel that I, that Meltzer and Alvarez are raving about, I'll watch on Raw and Smackdown. But it's NXT predominantly yeah. is what I'm watching, and then um, I watch stuff from New Japan World and the Honor Club, yeah. and then Progress. I, as much as I can, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I think I'm I'm limiting myself to a point where if I'm watching more than three hours of wrestling every single week, when it comes to a big pay per view weekend where there's yeah. four, I mean WrestleMania weekend is it's four solid days of watching mm. everything and it still really not is. having enough time to get it all in. Hundred percent. And now SummerSlam weekend seems to be the same. You know, we're gonna. Yeah. I think. I mean, I love it. It it brings the best out of the business. It's, it brings the best out of the wrestlers, but. It's a big, big time commitment. Mania Weekend is a weird one that makes me appreciate the WWE, which sounds obvious with mm. its mania, but the amount of times I've had problems watching anything that isn't WWE, because that weekend there's so much going on and a lot of it is online, a lot of it is subscribed. Mm. Amount of time I just can't get it to work or it's not. there's no sound or whatever else is yeah. going wrong and it makes you go, mm. well, the network makes everything so... And this isn't an advert <laughs> yeah. for the network, but it makes it all so easy yeah. that you've got... All your pay-per-views, you've got every wrestling match ever. I mean, that was a dream, wasn't it, when you're growing up? <laughs> yeah. To have, you know, 24-7 on demand, the history of all yeah. wrestling. Yeah. You know, and I think now, I don't know whether it's happening yet or it's happening soon, where they I watched that Hardy's 24-7 and you started to see the impact. So. Yeah. Because I was a massive fan of, of TNA. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that another thing that, that doesn't really get mentioned in terms of the UK wrestling boom is how much TNA actually did. Yeah. In particular, like Cy Rothstein and Jeremy Borash, when they did those fan parties, right, used to go to loads of them and they'd screen, you know, the Impact shows in a pub. Oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. would get together. And it's, you know, it's the first time that, you, you know, it, like I remember Nigel McGuinness being on it, Doug Williams, yeah. um, uh, Magnus. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that Joe, um, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and a lot of the big quality wrestlers. I remember that first um, tour that they did that... Um, I can't remember if it was Colchester or right. Chelmsford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, seeing that kind of wrestling um, on a small level in the UK, it was the first time really that a promotion, you know, focused so much of its energies on building relationships with UK fans and making them feel like they were part of a product. Well, yeah, I think TNA is more responsible for the boom in the UK than people give it credit, because and vice versa, because the the UK was keeping TNA alive for a long well, time because they'd lost. A lot of their their following in the US had terrible market share, had terrible, but they'd come over here and tour and have these huge, huge I mean, sold they, out shows. I think they were doing like four hundred tickets on their pay per views in America, and then they made like eight thousand to Wembley. Yeah, you know, and it's I, bad, I, isn't it? And it was it was brilliant because you know well it was brilliant for the UK because it meant that you know these wrestlers would still bring their A game. But I think TNA was such a strange one because it had such quality wrestling. I think that Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe. Um, I can't remember if it was Slammiversary. One of the matches that Kurt Angle Samoa I think, holds up as being like a modern era classic. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that was a time when if you weren't watching New Japan or Ring of Honor, you wouldn't really get those kind of matches. Yeah, yeah. You know, you wouldn't get technical matches or you wouldn't get matches where storylines that had been very, very subtle suddenly become very well played. Yeah. I think you watch uh, NXT now and, you know, some of the matches that you see where there's technical subtleties, you know, yeah. about how people are injured or, 
you know how how people are pacing their energies or yeah. has somebody gone too quick that style of wrestling you know made way for big big spot moves and rest yeah. holds yeah. and i think that that kind of ring of honor tna culture brought it all back yeah and i think the fact it was on freeview television you know and again you know there's a whole load of wrestling fans that like you see aj styles come in i think if you you know the reaction he got when he debuted it's on the huge, main roster was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. massive and there's no way that that was just about i mean that Nakamura AJ Styles match at Wrestle Kingdom is you know is phenomenal yeah especially watching it again yeah and you know having got to know them as you know North American wrestlers yeah, as opposed yeah, to their time in Japan but you know that they paved the way for a lot of this you know of this modern modern style of wrestling fandom yeah you know the idea that you know you're into wrestling and a lot of people you know in your life might not think that's very cool, yeah. but actually there are millions of you across the world who yeah. love it as much as you, and yeah, you walk into a room and see them and be like, okay, cool, I'm not alone here. And again, it's that it's 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 the combination of and, and New Japan are masters of this as well of of the intriguing storylines and the uh, and the engrossing stuff, but, but, but then all of that in ring stuff being so good. You mentioned Dave Meltzer there, and for anyone who doesn't know, again, I know this is mainly going to be wrestling nerds listening, but Dave Meltzer um, is at the Wrestling Observer, and he's he rates most of the matches um, on his, his his five star rating. And New Japan has had a bit of a backlash recently from somebody in the wrestling community because Dave Meltzer is giving so many five, six, and seven-star uh, ratings, and people refer to it as, as flippy stuff. I think because of Osprey, who I want to talk about a lot, mm. and people like that, but that's people only seeing a clip. And the fact is that New Japan isn't that. New Japan is the storylines and the pacing. And it was the amazing thing of, of watching, I mean, all three of the Okada-Omega matches, which are arguably three of the best matches of all time and one of the best feuds ever. All three of them, the pacing... It's not again. If you're if you if you just listen to the internet, you'll go. Oh, it's all just high risk or flippy stuff. If you watch it, they're these long matches that are paced out and yeah, exciting. So, uh, 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 Russell, who, who are you a fan of now? Who kind of jumps out at you as your as your favourites? Um, yeah, I guess it it varies from company to company because mm. I try and watch so many different things at the moment. Um, you know, Kenny Omega's probably yeah. top of the list. He's in New Japan. Yeah. And um, he, he looks like, uh, we decided he's, if um, Kiefer Sutherland was cast in 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 the lead role in The Wrestler, <laughs> yeah. is, is what Kenny Omega looks like. It's just it's exactly... <laughs> but yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he's amazing. I remember someone sent me a video of him wrestling like a 10-year-old girl, yeah. I think, like, like, like a few years ago. Yeah. And it's like... Brilliant! It's yeah. like a brilliant match. Yeah, it's not like stupid. I, I, I think it got some backlash. Of course, yeah. That... Because, but it got backlash because people felt it was revealing yeah. how much of a a song and dance it is, as such. Which we know that now. Yeah, the, cur- the curtain's been pulled back. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, um, but yeah, no. So I, I remember seeing that. But then he's kind of gone from doing. Yeah, I guess slightly more comedy-based stuff yeah. to, to, to being, like, the, the champion yeah. in New Japan, which has been really cool to see. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, like him and Naito and Okada in yeah. New Japan. Um, WWE, probably, like, 
AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, yeah. Samoa Joe, um, Braun Strowman's fun. Yeah, yeah again, it's, it's, it's what I like in WWE. It's, it's what a Jim Smallman always gives a quote from uh, from a William Regal that a wrestling should be a circus, and you need to have an acrobat. You need to have some clowns. You need to have your strong man, and just mm-hmm. all these different things. And WWE do that well, and I love the fact that a lot of proper hardcore fans will put Strowman in that list of of people that they enjoy because he went from being, oh, oh, what are they going to do with this guy? He's not got anything. To literally a month later, like, he needs the belt. He's the best (laughs) in the world. He keeps tipping over ambulances and stuff. It's amazing. The heavy machinery effect, as we Yeah, yeah, because we had that... (laughs) We have heavy machinery on NXT. Literally, <laughs> we were like, these guys are rubbish. And then I, I think there was... They debuted and we were like, what the fuck? I think there was a promo one week and I text you saying, yeah. they did a really good promo this week. Like, it was really... Face. There was, it, the facey pulled was just great. Yeah. And then the match they had the next week yeah. and the feud they had, was, they're now absolute favourites. But there's so many people again, it's that master well. of... of they're, they're awful. Oh, mm. hang on. Like Lacey Evans good. now as well. She started, when she yeah. first started, that's yeah. like a bit of a gimmick. And like one promo, you're like, fuck, she can talk. Yeah. Now she's just smashing it. Her ring's amazing as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the women in WWE, yeah. WWE now is, is awesome. Like, Asuka's, like, I think she's the best female wrestler yeah. I've ever seen. Um, you know, Ronda Rousey's been awesome she's so far. surprised and, everyone. It's just been absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, there's, you know, there's loads of people, Charlotte Flair and stuff. I, so it, it, I loved it when Rousey came in because despite some people getting annoyed at it, I thought it was perfect because she didn't... A lot of people were assuming she's going to be in the Women's Rumble. Mm, and it's mm. like, no, they got this Rumble, that the first ever Women's Royal Rumble that they'd all worked hard for. It would have been unfair if some outsider had just come in yeah. and stolen mm, the show. Yeah, but yeah. then her coming in separately, it gave that big impact. And, yeah. Huge. I, I, I love that. The tag match at WrestleMania. Match That's probably my favourite match of the year. Like, I thought it was going to be awful. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. And I'm a big a, a big MMA fan and a big Ronda fan, but uh, when she first started doing pr- promos and she's smiley Ronda, I was like, this is cr- it's cringy. Because yeah. Ronda in MMA the angriest look you've ever seen and just that walk down and storm was like, that's so perfect for WWE, mm-hmm. but obviously they wanted to bring her in as a face. So they were worried that wouldn't work. But then the fact that she just switched to that as soon as she was in there and th- throw in triple H and stuff like that. Was yeah. Just I'm like, you know, amazing. I, I'm, I'm, I feel, you know, it's really easy to be jaded as, as, yeah. as, as a wrestling fan 100%. now. And you know, the longer you've been watching it, but you know, when, when I saw her like picking triple H up on her yeah. shoulders, I was like, Jumping out the chair and stuff. When like Jim really Smallman wanted to do a podcast on the network on Tuesday Night Jaw, the reason it was just a definite one was he said, I want to do a positive wrestling podcast because mm. it is so easy to be jaded yep. about everything yeah. as a wrestling fan. Yeah. So he's been doing that now and has done amazing with it. And it's it's positive. They will say if something was a bit shit, but they're not going to yeah. hark on and on and go, oh, Vince... Vince needs to hand over the rate of this, that, and I go, yeah. that weren't great, but this was amazing. How yeah, 90% good was that? of it is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. It's kind of, it's great. I see, I think that's a great point on on the women, because as we've recalled this, they've just announced the Evolution um, mm, mm. pay-per-view, which is the first ever all-women's yeah. event. And it is amazing what's happened in recent years. It's, I'm concerned that... that as much as I love Ronda, I'm concerned that she'll get more credit than she maybe deserves because it's likely that she's going to main event 
this evolution. Like, do you get that feeling? It feels like her positioning so far has been at the top. Maybe, but, yeah, maybe. But, yeah. but the fact is, just just seeing, like we've said before, my feud of the last couple of years has been as Sasha and Charlotte because the matches that they put yeah. on, and it was one that even I was like, I don't, I don't want to see an, another match between Charlotte and Sasha. And then it'd happen, and it'd be the match of the night. Yeah, and exactly. even when it felt like they were overdoing it because a few people were injured, they didn't know where to go because Paige had got injured and people had left and stuff like that. They just kept going and going with it. But every time it was amazing. So the, mm. the, the women like that, and as you said, Asuka, and I'm, I'm really excited about... Um, I've just forgotten her name. The one I message you about in NXT all the time, who's my absolute favourite... Who picks girls up in a? Oh, Bianca Belair. Oh, she's really yeah. Bianca Belair, just amazing athlete yeah. and great promo. But yeah, it is amazing how the women have moved to the top. They have headline pay per views now. They've had the first Money in the Bank, the first Steel Cage, the first Elimination Chamber, and all of those things. And it's 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 amazing wrestling. They're there on their their merit and their skill, not on how yeah. They look when you look at the how old it was. kind of yeah. I think years ago. Yeah, you've yeah, got to so allow different. anything they do with Ronda, really, because, like, some, the thing with wrestling is, like, it doesn't change that much over the years. And you've always got to have, like, you can have your fair with the marquee. fans. You've got to have you've a marquee. marquee. You've, yeah. got have, yeah. you've got to sell tickets. Yeah. She's going to sell tickets. It's just, the only reason it concerns me is I think Mar- I think Ronda gets less credit than she deserves for what she did in the UFC. Because yeah. I genuinely think yeah. she's responsible for part of Connor's buzz and everything. Because... Although people talk of her and Connor being the big draws at the time, she brought a clean credibility because she was the first Olympian to be a champion. To be so, she brought people over who would previously go, "It's just blokes beating each other up in it." And Connor again, he brought people over because he's so leery and loud. But I think Ronda brought people over because number one, it wasn't blokes at all. It was a woman. Number two, it was an Olympic medalist. So it wasn't this kind of, oh, it's just savagery. So I think she gets forgotten there a bit. But then weirdly, I think, as she might headline this, it's going to look like, oh, because of Ronda, they've got their own pay-per-view now. and It's not that. I do think there's a sense of, you know, nobody thought that the UFC pay-per-view that she headlined would be successful. Yeah, completely. And I think there must have been an element within... You know, WWF management when I remember it was that give divas a chance because yeah. people were just, you know, booing at the treatment and there was yeah. outrage. And it was a very similar time that they'd just done over a million buyers in the UFC yeah. headlined with a with a women's match. I think there must have been a business conversation. And I think that's where hopefully Ronda does get the credit in the sense of, yeah, I think I a lot of people that, assumed that um, it, it would only be successful sandwiched between males. Yeah. And I yeah. think it by seeing that the success it had at the UFC it actually allowed WWE to go, well, actually, this is what the potential market is if we give these people a chance to wrestle. And I think, you know, Paige is also going to be the other one that gets forgotten gets about forgotten, because yeah. I think that was she was the one that really led that start of it and then yeah. got injured straight away. I remember arguing at the time, or more joking, but but as soon as the women's evolution thing happened, or, or, or revolution thing happened, that happened as Ronda was at the top in the UFC, and in the male division they made Sh- 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 Sheamus champ as mm. Connor was at the top in the UFC, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> they're just looking at the UFC and going, well, the <laughs> Irish are very vehement fans, aren't they? And women are good. Um, thankfully, the Sheamus thing moved about a bit, but but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Yeah. That's funny you mentioning Paige. Actually, reminded me. Um, 
uh, AJ Lee. I feel like yeah. she's been completely yeah. forgotten. I'm, yeah. You know, yeah, for yeah, political yeah. reasons. Oh, that whole moment. That I'm reading her book at the moment. Which Paige really coming out and winning the belt on her first night is one of the most important things in 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 in, in women's wrestling history. And there's two people in there. It's not just Paige. It's yeah. AJ as well, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. again had fought to be the champ, had really got that belt some worth, and then being happy with a debut fighter coming down and, 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 and going over. Mm. Isn't Selena Vega playing AJ in the film yes. that they're making? Yes, of yes. Because <laughs> I had Florence Pugh on the podcast, who's playing Paige, and she was talking about how amazing it was. Because, again, it's this huge film. It's a big budget thing. Mm. It's, it's fighting with my family, it's called. And, but she was saying how for uh, when they did that scene where Paige comes out and wins the belt off AJ... She had had some training and all that. And the way they did it was after a roar, the rock came down unexpected and said, hi, guys. And everyone's going, and he's like, can I ask you a favour? <laughs> can you all stay for an extra half hour and give these girls a good reception? And all this explained it all. So but, uh, uh, Selena Vega got to have one of her first ever wrestling matches in front of a full... WWE arena with them going absolutely mental and Florence Pugh had her only ever wrestling match essentially <laughs> coming out with a full arena just going nuts and yeah right. all just off favours and again I love that about the wrestling industry that you'd assume if you watch the film you'd assume they've paid a ton of extras they've done this and that now The Rock's just come out mm. and going would you mind sticking around for half an hour for The Rock and it's like well it's The Rock of course we will you're, you're the greatest that's how they shot the wrestler as well wasn't it they oh, really? doubled up with Ring of Honor tapings right uh, so they had yeah they did the straight afterwards and they brought Mickey Rock out and everybody was like what's he doing here? what's going what? on and like, oh we're doing a film I love that so, mm. so who are your favourites at the moment um, Sam and again in, in and out of the, the WWE I love Undisputed Era yeah I think that's a pretty strong style I'm so into it I, I really like Kyle O'Reilly yeah I just he's, th- he's our favourite. Just again, it's the, it's the nuances. As, yeah, he's as, got the swagger. As you were saying on the small things and that, it's the, yeah. I love the playing the belt with uh, playing the belt like a guitar. <laughs> that old, you know, it really reminds me of the NWO. It's got that same kind of mixture of you've got the kind of you know the the long haired leader with the yeah. presence, and then you've got the kind of I mean, I like Kyle O'Reilly because you can tell that. He's hard enough to kind of have a little bit of swagger, yeah. but also you can tell that he'd be the first to hide behind somebody big if yeah. he got into he's, a real he's, fight. He's got the, pers- the the perfect combination of he's got the Pancras style of open hand strikes yeah. and things like that, but as, so he's got that I'm a tough, b- beat you up wrestler style of wrestling, but then just his little nods and comedy at, at the um, at war games when he went to, to hit someone with a chair, missed him, the chair bounced off the off the rope and hit him in the face, was just slapstick to perfection. Yeah. And then my my favourite one of the recent ones was he did the the classic Matt Riddle where he's been he's had a, a belly to back suplex on him and then he just popped straight up and he popped straight up and then did a flare oh, fall out of the genius. out of the ring. And it was like it's genius just to to do such an indie wrestling spot of the have a big move on you and just get straight up and be invincible and then just just fall over and yeah i think that's the great thing about nxt is that they've you know they can tell that the the people that are filming it are looking for those nuances in the individual wrestlers yeah i think they i mean uh, you know alistair black you know tommy end you know uh, really you know in terms of european independent wrestling was probably the guy that everybody knew would eventually end up in the wwf and i think they've 
they just got his character to perfection. Yeah. The entrance. And they allowed you know, all of it and it all went and yeah, it, perfectly. It, it's, worked, it's worked to a treat. And I think, you know, NXT is the one that I really love because you can see that character is important. Yeah. I, I find the main roster difficult sometimes just simply because if you really did pay attention to it, it, would, it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that the wrestlers I like to watch are not necessarily the ones I believe in as characters. Right. You know, I think you kind of notice that there's incons- there's too many inconsistencies to believe that some of yeah. those people are yeah, you know, yeah, champions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I love Joe. I love AJ Styles. You know, I think yeah. they're, I think they're brilliant. I think. Well, you AJ- mentioned Seth Rollins earlier, and I just mm. think he's been the best in the WWE or at the top of the, the WWE performance wise for a long time and recently as he's been doing his Monday night rolling stuff it's just week after week it's an amazing amazing performance and I think they're they're back in a place now on Raw and Smackdown where the the stars at the top are yeah. universally liked yeah I think outside of the Roman Reigns yeah I was going to say thing, except one, yeah. <laughs> one. <laughs> I, I love that we've got almost 45 <laughs> minutes or whatever into a wrestling conversation it's not come up it's not come up yet yeah. I think but, yeah. yeah that shows the depth I guess but again I think I think the Roman Reigns thing I think the wrestling fans give themselves too much credit <laughs> and the WWE m- m- not enough credit because I think at this point the WWE are delighted that they hate him again there's this this whole a lot of people phrase like I had someone the other day say I just don't think that they should keep forcing this guy down our throat. And I was like, have you looked at the last load of pay-per-views? He's, he's lost every time. He was in a mid-card feud with Jinder for like yeah. the, the the event that they were saying, they're pushing him too much. It's like, he's in a mid-card feud with Jinder for the, the United States Championship or something. It's like, they're not forcing him down the throat. They're enjoying how angry everyone is because it fires everyone up. But... And kids love him. Like yeah. you, walk, you, know, you walk into a town centre on a weekend, you see yeah. Raymond Rain shirts in the same way that you used to see Hogan shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you true. know, and I think that that there the, there will always be that you know good looking ram down your throat baby face champion in any yeah. wrestling territory that's Completely. hated by hardcore fans. And again, the fact that the hardcore fans think it's a new thing when they've l- literally had Cena and they've had The Rock, who was the original kind yeah. of ram down the throat, and everyone hated it, and it worked out great. And it's a little kind of. Just hope they're doing that with him. I hope that there'll be this moment where Reigns turns. Yeah, and then everybody kind of because I think I think that's also part of it is he's not inherently likable. Yeah, I think he has this mean streak that you know I, that if he just went one step over the edge, I think when they brought the shield back just before Ambrose got injured, you could see that there was an edge there, and people were, the, were cheering Reigns. That's I mean. what I was saying. I was gutted that Ambrose got injured because in my mind, the perfect way to have made all of this a perfect build. For for Roman was just as the fans start to get back on his side, yeah. have him break up the shield, have him turn on them yeah, and all that. Yeah. It's like, great, then you're m- making him a heel of your own a- a volition. You're mm, choosing yeah. rather than, oh, they boo him, he's a heel now. You're 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 winning them back over and they go, no, fuck you. <laughs> we want you to boo him now. I think the, the, then the weird thing with that, with modern wrestling is after a week, everyone started cheering him. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you can't win. Like you really can't. The, the, they were, yeah, the people won't do what you want them to do anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think I think they've kind of come to terms with yeah. that. And seen as like, the prime example of that of just not being able, it, it becoming again when it became the let's go Cena Cena Suns mm. type chance. It was like that means he's and again the it also helps that he was putting on some of the best wrestling mm-hmm. on the pay per views mm-hmm. at that point. He was putting in some amazing performances, so it meant 
right, we can kind of put him against anyone because the crowd are going to be cheering for and against him regardless. So it doesn't <laughs> matter who he's against. Then yeah. He's got the boos and the cheers and he'll put on a great match. And yeah, you kind of hope that the, the only thing I said with Ro- Roman is he's, I, th- I do think he has some good matches, but he's had some bad ones as well. And yeah, he's oh, not at that level yet. This week on Raw, I was not particularly interested in... Lashley versus Reigns. Yeah. Because I don't like Lashley at all. Me, his no. promo is awful. And, but he's intense in the ring. And it was yeah. a decent match. And the commentators did a good job of putting it over. But how do you guys feel about Reigns, Lesnar again headlining Samus? Yeah, it's quite mad, isn't it? I, yeah. I, thought, I thought for sure. And obviously, they were, we're going for Lashley. It's again, that's be, the classic WWE of let's swerve yeah. them. But, it's going to be mm. some kind of angle with Strowman and the, and the briefcase, surely. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, but that, that's the weird thing. So they're, they're having that match again that a lot of people probably don't want to see. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll still get a reaction because it's like a controversial match yeah. featuring controversial figures. But I think then you've also got, because of Braun Strowman with the briefcase, you've got this element of uh, the crowd just going to sit there waiting, yeah, like yeah. not care about the match because yeah. they're waiting for the cash-in. Are they going to address that beforehand? It's tough as well because um, the, the audience, I think, have screwed themselves out of good matches in the past Jeez. with Roman. I thought that one, or the Brock Roman one previously, it infuriated me because that actually was a decent match, but the crowd weren't paying any attention, were no. cheering other things, were intentionally doing that because they assumed that Roman was getting the belt because Brock was at the mm. end of his contract. Mm. And then the shock when Brock won, and they're suddenly like, oh, we've just wasted... <laughs> the main event essentially we're here at the main event but because we thought we were so clever and we knew knew what was happening we've mm. yeah we've marked it smart marked it out I think the difficulty is going to be of that is if Strowman cashes in and screws Lesnar the match everyone's going to want to see is Strowman Lesnar yeah yeah you know and I think they are in this odd position where they're they've booked themselves into a corner and the fans have pushed them so hard into that corner because of stubbornness. Yeah. I think you're, you're right in terms of how people react through Reigns matches. But I think Bobby Lashley's just the wrong person to put in it. I think, yeah. I guess sometimes I, I forget that I'm not American. I think right. people love Lashley. The Marine thing matters yeah. in America. Yeah, that's I, I, I really like Lashley. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw him in TNA recently. I thought he was really good. Like mm. He was having yeah, good matches and cutting good promos. Yeah. But... That's not really come across in, in WWE. This well, that time. was the thing. I think he got into WWE because of interviews when he was in, in TNA. And he was saying, look, if as my contract's coming up, who would your dream match be? He's like, I'd still like to fight Brock. Yeah, um, and, I think and it'd be really I think interesting. I think he's there for that. But and they're both again, M- MMA guys yeah. as well. So, you, you know, that would be an interesting story yeah, that they yeah. could have incorporated. But again, I think you're completely right. He's not bought whatever he was doing right there hasn't been brought over properly mm. here that it is just here's this big athletic guy cool it's like alright yeah. well, it's, it's also more. hard isn't it because the two lasting memories of Lashley before coming coming back are the Donald Trump head shaving yeah. and being yeah, the ECW champion the last yeah. ECW champion mm. yeah. and I think that seeing you know Bobby Lashley you know being you know to me as somebody that was really into that brand before and you know the one night stand pay-per-views were amazing yeah. hope being hopeful that it was going to be you know cm punk was in there it's going to be a good you know it's going to yeah. be what nxt is now yeah that was the hope and then bobby lashley comes along and i think 
I can't ever shake that memory of you yeah. know Bobby Lashley, the Big Show, the ECW title, mm. and like, yeah, yeah. that November to Dismember or whatever it was. That <laughs> horrendous, you know, pay per view. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just, you know, I, I think that Lashley is he's got a lot of an overhang for yeah. for wrestling fans. Is, I don't know. I can't. Is it, did you like Vince as ECW champion? <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I, there's there's something about Vince McMahon. I just think you know you you kind of know with Vince that every so often he's just going to do something for his own back, and you kind of have yeah. to respect it, don't you? Really, he's been a champion of every single promotion that he's bought out. I love it. You know, it's like not only am I going to buy you, not only were you my competition, but I'm going to be I'm the champion. Put the belt on myself. <laughs> it's it's going to sound sound like a joke, but it g- g- genuinely isn't. But I genuinely get distracted watching Bobby Lashley trying to figure out how his headband is staying on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I read about it. Because it just blows uh, my mind. It's just there and it never moves. And it's... So now he's not wearing it. I don't think he oh, wore really? it the last... He wore it on the other night. Oh, did he? Raw, but it okay. came off and went in the crowd. Ah, okay. His, his lack of eyebrows were exposed. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say right. that. So it's the reason why he wears it. But he had, yeah. um, like, Nike or something on it and they were telling him to wear it inside out. Right. Because of the branding, I guess. It's just, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, he is quite genuinely distracting. It doesn't move; it stays there, and it's like the it is it, the first time it came off is in that yeah. recent one or on. I was like, oh, it's not because I thought is it glued on? It's it genuinely it's, it's made me struggle to take in. He looks like Macaulay Culkin has put a blowtorch onto the top of his hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's weird because when they briefly had Bobby tag, I think it was only for one night they had him tagged up with Strowman. It was perfect because mm. Strowman is so over. Bobby could just come in and do strongman yeah. stuff. I think it was against uh, uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens, mm. who I can't believe we're not mentioning Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he's that, yeah. one of the best exactly. in, yeah. in the game. But it was just great because, yeah, Braun would run around and smash people. Then Lashley would come in, hold people up, pick yeah. people up, and do strongman stuff. And it was mm-hmm. just the crowd were going crazy for that. But outside of a team, he's not quite got... It didn't help that appalling... A few was Sami Zayn, who I love oh. Sami, but that was painful was for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't good. So, so Stu, who are your favourites at the moment? Because we've discussed before that we feel that NXT is the best thing the WWE have put out ever. Like, I prefer NXT to Attitude Era. So, it's 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 when I talk to people like oh, I used to watch a bit of wrestling, or or I mean, Matt is a perfect example. Is like, I used to watch wrestling. I've got the network. I just watch kind of old ECW and that. I was like. Start watching NXT because it's exactly, it's yeah. it's it's the peak. Definitely, yeah. But so, a lot, a lot of your your favourites in the main roster are previous NXT and things like that as well. So right? yeah, so, like we just said, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Surely the best. Well, we mm. said somebody else was the best promo, but surely he's the best promo. Yeah. Or, or Kevin's a great. Last promo. couple of weeks, I mean, for like the two and a bit years I've been watching properly. Like he's been the most consistent, I think. He yeah. comes across as real compared yeah, to like exactly. 90%. We were talking about this before, we were trying to figure out his character and we realised he's just grumpy man. That's his character. <laughs> yeah. He's just grumpy. That's all the characters right stuff. they've done. Um, he's just annoyed at everything. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh. Exactly. he's not furious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He never has this big bl- bl- blur yeah. explosion. He's just like, oh, yeah. bloody hell. Grumpy man. Grumpy yeah, man is, is, oh. is his character. But again, that's the beauty is... He'll do that character for a long while and be the kind of sneaky, cheating type guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll go out 
and remind you that he can go as good as anyone. He'll fight Definitely, Seth or yeah. fight someone or Finn, yeah. and it'll be like, oh, wow. And he'll pull off something really athletic you've never seen him yeah. do before, and you'll be like, where'd that come yeah. from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's phenomenal. And uh, this whole thing with Strowman at the moment has been great. I was yeah. really hoping it would end up with them doing a tag team where they, when they started off, they were still like they're almost friends. And yeah. Brock, for some reason, turned on him. We're not quite sure why. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. been brilliant, and him getting thrown off stuff has been amazing. But yeah, but the majority of people I do love are NXT. And I could talk about Kyrie Sane yeah, all night she's, long. She's awesome. Definitely, she's unbelievable. And I'm so pleased that she's back in the title contention against yeah. Baszler again. Because that triple threat yeah. on NXT with her and Nikki Cross and Del Rey. Uh, no, uh, Del Rey. what's her face? Uh, Mrs. Gargano. Yeah. What's her name? Totally oh, escaped me. Uh, I forgot the name. Oh, uh, Candice Del Rey, of course. Candice uh, Del Rey. Del Rey. Candice Del Rey. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that blew me away. That, that was, was unbelievable. Amazing. It was a great and, ending. And it was Kyrie Sane's bigger. Again, the mark of a great, or often the mark of a great charismatic wrestler, at least, is doing a simple move and making it feel like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. An elbow off the top yeah. rope. Mm. No one's had that in a finish, as a finisher for a while, no. really. And it's... Amazing again, you can then look at Hulk Hogan with the leg drop, The Rock with the people's elbow, yeah. all these things that are like it's not, it's great when someone has something amazing that you've not seen before. But if they're good, then someone they can go, This is just an elbow drop off the top, but it's the biggest deal in the world, and yeah. yeah and Curry saying nails that. I generally only really watch WWE, I watch pretty much all of WWE and a bit of progress, but um, so I don't know about the rest of the world, but yeah. I feel she has the best spear in wrestling. A spear is you know, fantastic. Spear yeah, is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, another, well, another thing I love about wrestling is the satisfaction you get when you look at somebody and you're like, I know they're brilliant, they're absolutely brilliant, but they're not getting much play. And when they finally get pushed, and you're like, yeah, I was right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. That's such this a great is, feeling when something you love. It's about to happen, it's about yeah, to happen, yeah. and then bang. When something you love goes over, it's fucking brilliant. It's like, and I mean, the um, perfect example of that is AJ coming over, because in TNA for so long, he yeah, was the yeah, best, yeah. and then in New Japan, and it was always, he's a bit small, he's not really WWE, and then when he came in and was instantly a superstar, it just felt so mm. satisfying for yeah. everyone watching, because it's like, see... He's fucking brilliant. I'm mm. so glad they did that. Yeah. You know, when I heard it signed, there was that fear that... They, I mean, because... Comedy character comes yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and, I th- and I think it's just... It's, show, it's that new WWE thing of showing respect to other promotions. 100%. And that's and I, a key thing now. I think so. I think that now they know that wrestling fans watch a lot of things. Yeah. And it, it's... There's competition, but nobody can compete with their production. No one yeah. can compete with the network. You know, so there is this sense of... You have this world of wrestling and then you have, you know, WWE, which is where you go to, you know, when you're at the peak of your career or you're about to become, you know, a household name outside of just hardcore wrestling fans. And the fact they did that for AJ, I think it was probably the first time that you'd seen somebody of that size since Ray come in and actually beat big guys and a crowd naturally respond to it and think, yeah, "Yeah, he can do that. got excited. He's the best. It's what I think is going to happen in three, four years with a, a, a Will Ospreay. Because Will was one that I'd started watching at Progress and was amazed by. And then he went to New Japan. And just after he went to New Japan, you had the British tournament, you had the world of sports stuff, all this mm-hmm. stuff going on. And it felt like, oh, he's made a mistake. British wrestling is now getting its exposure. Mm. 
But I think it's going to be that he isn't one that comes in. And again, the fact is with the British tournament, a lot of them went into 205 Live and stuff like that, which is all good, but still haven't got to have that huge impact. Yeah. It feels like Osprey, if Omega ever leaves, it feels like Osprey is the one they've got in mind as the next not Japanese guy to be there as mm. as, as carrying it. Obviously, Meltzer loves him and Japan seems to love him. And it feels like he could do that. He could get, he could become the top guy in New Japan um, again in a few years and then come over straight to main roster rather than necessarily developmental or or anywhere else because he's, he's that good. And because World of Sport, I think that's on, that starts in a couple of weeks on yeah. TV and he's, and he's, he's, on he's just been confirmed for and that. And that's a weird one because I don't know about. If you guys watched it, but I didn't enjoy the World of Sport return shows. I really felt they had some amazing people and didn't play to any of their strengths. It mm. felt like they signed amazing wrestlers and went, here's how it used to be, rather than going, here's how it is now. Mm. Whereas now they've signed Osprey, they've signed mm. a good a good roster of people that you kind of go, all right, well, I'll give it a look. I'm hopeful for it. I think there was a lot of self-congratulatory kind of celebration within the British wrestling industry and I yeah. think that one thing to remember I guess is that it's afternoon ITV yeah and true. I think that it, you know I, I like the idea that there's entry-level wrestling yeah you know that there is a sense of okay if you're a parent and you've got kids that want yeah, to watch wrestling that that, yeah. but I think that's good that, to have Will Ospreay in there I think the first one was very much it was a bit of a size fest I yeah mean, they were big big guys and carrying bad and guys some great and, ones mm, some some great ones but yeah, Osprey is a good pick because whilst he can go on and put a match on that will blow away hardcore wrestling fans and will get five, six, seven stars off Meltzer, he also does a lot of flips and stuff, which kids are just going to be excited about. Kids yeah. will be able to go, oh, did you see that guy? Because again, it, the first time you see some of the stuff he can do, it does make you just go, how is this not a superhero movie? Like, right, kids are going to grow up and that's going to be their first ever favourite wrestler Yeah, that we look back on and see people yeah. now. Yeah, gonna, it's true. When so. 20 years it's time, they're going to be like, oh, I remember when I first started watching wrestling, Osprey was the man. Yeah, mm. And again, it's, it's, it's a really interesting point there because you're right. The world of sports stuff, I didn't particularly enjoy that those first ones at Christmas, but it, it's not for us. I enjoy the main roster WWE largely because there's people who've come through the wrestling I like and there's an element of that a, a mixture of that so yeah you're right it is it's afternoon it shouldn't be as as rowdy and sweary as progress or as technical as, as New Japan or I think it kind of like fell that. flat a little bit as well because it didn't feel like it was a crowd of wrestling fans it yeah, felt like it was a true. TV studio of a crowd of just people that paid to be there yeah and, yeah, the same crowd who got free tickets to Gladiators a few of the game shows yeah. that were yeah, on yeah, in the day exactly. and things like that so there was no, not a real atmosphere yeah so uh, yes speaking of Meltzer and his matches we were discussing recently that the main event as, as we recalled this NXT from two weeks ago at this point it'll be a month or so ago like when it actually comes out but the tag match between Undisputed Era, who you've mentioned, and British or or a Mustache Mountain, who are, are, are two members of British Strong Style, it was the first NXT non pay per view match to get a, a five star Meltzer rating. And I was speaking to, to, to Trent about this because he was just insanely excited because he he what he used to watch wrestling via Meltzer's list. He'd go through the top fives and hunt them out and watch that. So to be on there was mind blowing, but. To be on there as the first ever tag match in WWE history to get a five-star 
right it's just mind blowing but it was it was an amazing match right it's the one bit of homework I set for you I kind of said has everyone watched this because it's really good but (laughs) uh, what did you all think Sam what was your I thought it was phenomenal yeah I thought it was it was an I mean if you I think if people were getting into wanting to learn how to wrestle yeah not that I know a huge amount about learning how to wrestle but that is a masterclass in how to sell Yeah. yeah yeah you know I mean that whole match was built to me it was built around I mean it's interesting. I don't know if any of you listened to like Lance Storm did um, a podcast with Brian Alvarez, took breaking right. down that match for about right. half an hour, oh, wow. saying that he thought it was one of the best matches that he'd seen of the year in any Amazing. territory, one of the best matches. And there's an interesting discussion about the idea that in NXT you can break up um, a pinfall once as a tag team, but if you do it twice, you get disqualified. Right. And that being the reason that um, Tyler Bate had to throw in the towel yeah. at the end of the match. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, watching it again with that in mind is even better. Yeah. That's interesting to hear. But my first thought was that makes them look stupid because they lost the titles when mm. if he, would, he could have broken it up and got disqualified and kept the titles. I know it's not the good guy thing to good do. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that, that, that was, that's my first thought. I thought it was amazing. I thought, again, it, particularly as that ending, it's not something that you see in wrestling anymore. You don't have someone mm. throwing the towel. Mm. So that was beautifully told oh, because of the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of the, 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 the selling of the, of the leg th- throughout, which again, there's so much in wrestling where the, the, the selling isn't consistent. A, a, let's say that you'll mm-hmm, be injured mm-hmm. and then you'll pop up and bang, 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 mm-hmm. here's all my moves. This, every action in this was sold and continued out throughout the the match and it just, yeah, it built and built amazingly. My, my, sorry, my favourite part about it, I think, as wrestling fans, we want to see it look as real as possible. Like, we obviously suspend disbelief, of but... Course. The the whole way through when he's caught in them holds, he's repeatedly punching him in the leg and punching him in the arm. Yeah. Trent is to get yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, holds. Yeah. You never see that. It's like no. it's such a that's what would happen if you were in that hold. You'd be yeah. whacking the guy to try and get out. Of yeah, it. it's mm. one of the things Stone Cold says all the time on his podcast: is if you're going for a pin, go hard for the pin. Yeah. If you're kicking out, kick out hard. If you're going yeah. for a submission, don't go for a pin soft. It's like you you're trying to win. Yeah, Act like sense. you're trying to win, not that you know you've got another half hour. Until the match ends, mm. here we're going through. It's like in your mind that could end now. That's why you're going for, for, for that. So, so yeah, completely right. Paul, that's, uh, no, that was just interesting what you said because that really made me think of um, Zach Saber Junior. Yeah, I really like him and, and like guys like him and um, Suzuki yeah. in New Japan. Like they always seem like they really are beating up their opponents. Well, Suzuki was like, the one at the New Japan one I went to that you mm. couldn't attend. I'd not really caught much of, of Suzuki and he was the standout star. I was excited for Okada to come down and for Osprey and for a few others and Suzuki was the one I was like, heard he's really good and he just felt like a superstar and he felt like everyone was scared of him. Mm. Like, again, mm. it felt genuinely that the tough guy yeah. thing. But you don't have a lot of the tough guy wrestlers anymore. You've got Samoa Joe, I guess. But yeah. other than that, you don't have many that you think, like, in real life, they're probably all generally yeah. scared of. Yeah, and that was like the film that Suzuki had as soon as he came down. It was like, damn, he's, yeah. And he, he stole the show for me. It was, yeah. it was amazing. But yeah, it is that intensity and that realness of I like no, that with, um, no, no wasted action. Yeah, such. yeah. With um, uh, the, the bruiser way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Pete Dunne, yeah. Like, he, he's like that as well. I remember completely. I saw him at like a UK show a few years ago and he was yeah. like in the opening match I didn't yeah. know who he was but I was like 
so impressed. He's, like, straight his away. intensity, and it, again, he's one that it's all the all the the minutiae of his actions. And when he was in mm. a tag match, I think it was a th- a three on th- on three, and the other three were in. He was the first down. I, I can't remember the order of it. Or the tag team was there, but he went straight up and squared up and was yeah. outnumbered and got in their faces. Whereas yeah. everyone else comes down and they're and they're waiting. Had a match to begin. Mm-hmm. He he came down and was straight in their face. Oh, he's amazing! And, and kicking he? off, and it's things like that that make it yeah it stand out. But it's yeah. really cool that uh, like him and Tyler Bate, they're yeah. like twenty or something. They're yeah. like super super young, yeah. and they're having like some of the best matches in, in the world. I mean, the the Trent and or or the Pete the the Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate one at Takeover mm-hmm. that, that stole the show there and was like a five star was just that top and. Um, that move where he ran in um, to the top rope and ducked his neck under the top rope and bounced back off. The, yeah. First, yeah, the yeah. first time I saw that at that takeover, yeah. I could not believe what I was watching. So, and that was amazing to see the British lads going. And 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 for me as well, just to kind of get some weird personal pride, but I'd been going to Progress for about a year at that point. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen, I saw Pete Dunne's first match in Progress and Tyler's and, and people like that. And I had Osprey on my podcast two years ago now at least. And on that one, I said, "Who's who's the next star?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "It's, it's Pete Dunne." And I was mm. like, "I've never heard of this guy." And mm. he wasn't anyone who was making a big impact, but it was that kind of. He was on shows all around the country where he's on first, but mm-hmm. he's just being getting absolutely everything right. Yeah. So, so he hadn't quite found his character, or do you know what I mean? Who he is on a grander scale, but he was getting every little detail. He's just so committed. You believe he's that person? Yeah, yeah, he has that thing which I think is like like quite rare, where you can. Like look at someone and not like them yeah. straight away. Yeah, 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 but like yeah, you know, yeah. that, that's a brilliant quality for yeah, us. Yeah, like I think yeah. you know, like the Miz in WWE yeah, has that yeah. where like he, he's just so inherently unlikable. Amazing, and, that, so, and that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing as well though that he's fan anniversary in Adam Cole, and they both fit that bill. They both you believe in as that character. They're both just so cool. Yeah. And, and they're, they're perfect against yeah. each other. And Tyler Bate and Roddy balancing each other out in the same yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Yeah. It's just the whole dynamic works yeah. so well, then it's the best feud. This God knows that. Uh, when this comes out, the next takeover will have happened. So okay. I don't know what any of the matches are, but Trent said to me that we're getting six at takeover. He's like, right. I can't you obviously you can't know that I'm at takeover because we've not done the storylines yet, but he's like, just and again, I love that kind of thing. It's what you can love or hate Dave Meltzer, but that's what I love about the the star system. Is is like we've we've got a five star match. We need to top that, and we've been noticed. And we're yeah. so he's like we're getting six at. It's like yeah. what we've got planned. It's like Ooh, it's just what great that they know? that they take Meltzer seriously now. Yeah, you know yeah. I think that whole dirt sheet culture was you know people really turned their nose up yeah, yeah, for yeah. years and years, and now I mean. Well, I, well, I like because I love listening to the, the podcasts because you can just tell how much he still loves wrestling. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He watches yeah. eighteen hours a day of yeah. absolutely everything, <laughs> and you know what's good around the world. Yeah, and and I think that the idea that you have, you know, an independent journalist that wrestlers can compete to not to be recognised as being that good. Yeah, I think it pushes the bar. I think you know. Like Os- I mean, Osprey is clearly his favourite wrestler in the world. Yeah. Possibly, I've ev- I've never heard him ever talk about somebody the way he talks about Osprey. But Osprey is ex- exciting for me because again, he's someone he lives up the road. He's just moved to Chafford Hundred, so he's literally around the corner. So he's mm-hmm. such a local lad, and I've been a fan of him because the first time I went to Progress, it was was him and Marty, and yeah. it was the start of that feud that then. 
to the world essentially, and it was it was mind blowing. But he had his weaknesses still, and what we've seen in the last two or three years is he's bulked up a bit. He never had, had promos particularly before, but I I sent a you one recently, Stu, that was a a promo he did at the end of a press conference of 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 for New Japan. And it was heartbreaking. It was so real and so... So, yeah. again, he's one that's developing and developing. And I think part of that is because of people like, I like Meltzer saying he's the best. It's like you then have to live up to that. You are going to then develop. Or you could go either way. You could either go the kind of arrogant way that Sean Michaels went. But still, with Sean, it helped. It still yeah. it was like arrogant and cocky, but then put on the performances. And But I think Will's gone that route of, I need to, I need to live up to this. I need... To deliver on it, and and I think for so long it was just who is this Will Osprey? I think yeah. we were, you know, we were lucky as as British fans to have been able to see him in progress and to see him, yeah. you know, one PW events and things like that. But in a, you know, until he went fully into New Japan, same as Zack Sabre Junior, really. Yeah, you know, they you'd, you'd hear about it on the podcast, but American fans wouldn't necessarily be able to latch onto that. Yeah. And I think the fact is that the best technical wrestler and the best high flying wrestler in the world, and possibly the best feud in wrestling in the world at the moment all involved British wrestlers yeah. is, is something quite incredible really it's what and again this is is, is now going to come round to the, the feeling like a plug section but it's what excites me about Progress and that Wembley show is that when they, they booked it they didn't notice but that show is going to have Pete Dunne on who's mm. again had last year's match of the year in the WWE one match of the year with, with him and or NXT match of the year him and Tyler it's going to have Tyler in, who was in that match of the year, and it's going to have Trent there, who, who Trent and Tyler were the first, as, again, the first ever five star, and it just makes it this kind of exciting, perfect timing of of that that buzz. It was interesting because when I posted the first time, because because it was at Ali Pali that they announced it, and I posted a video saying they're going to, to Wembley Arena, and I had one person say. I don't know, I'd probably... And this is something that both of you will know as people in bands. It's like, oh, I'd, I'd rather see it in a small room. I don't know why people are <laughs> celebrating. And it's like, well... Sold out. Yeah, again, it's that <laughs> thing. And it's like, well, the fact is, in this situation, the way I liken it, I was like, it's like your small football team get into Wembley. Yeah, They're still... Yeah. As we record this now, they've opened the doors up in the electric ballroom. They're still playing in that small, small football ground, but they're getting this one night at Wembley in in the cup final or whatever so it should be exciting and it should be a thing that you kind of you're drawn to and excited about but yeah having those people on there is and 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 so uh, have you been to progress before yeah I've only been once or twice I've got a friend who's really into kind of British wrestling and he 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 introduced me yeah to like progress and um uh, fight club pro yeah yeah. Is that right? so, yeah 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 so yeah. i've been to a few bits and pieces and it's just there. great the atmospheres and because you've been before right yeah, and you yeah. watch online as well a bit so so what kind of what was the stuff in progress that got you because it's a weird one now because all everyone keeps talking about how the the world of sports stuff and the uk nxt it's exciting but it's taken a lot of people away from the indies but i think it's kind of the opposite because there's people like Jimmy Havoc, who is partly responsible for everything that's happening now because yeah. it was him in the in the in the Indies that, that drove this. He's not gone, or he doesn't fit the world of sport so far. He's not gone WWE because maybe he doesn't fit WWE, yeah. 
But that says to me that we're going to have more on the indies of Jimmy Havoc on top, of Mark Haskins on top, mm. of CCK on top, of all these amazing people. So, if anything, it just makes more room for people to come through. Well, well I think it's the ECW of this era. Yeah. I think it's the place where people go if they, you know... And the atmosphere yeah. of progress is just... Well, it's phenomenal. Insane. And, and I think it's also a crowd of people that watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah. So if you, if you do get... I mean... You know, Zack Sabre Jr., you know, same, um, you know, there's a, there's quite a few technical matches that he's had. You know, Flash Morgan Webster's another one where you, yeah. where that technical style of wrestling that is considered to be a very British thing, yeah. you know, that also pairs up more so with Japanese wrestling than, say, North American wrestling. You the, Those kind of matches in progress get the same reception as yeah. something that is... Or Jack Gallagher's an example yeah. as well of just, the, again, Jack... Gallagher and Sabre Jr. I think are two of the best examples of real technical mat wrestling submission stuff, and you have people screaming in on their feet. So yeah, you're right. It's that that educated fan base that will bring you there, and people that can come through as well. I think yeah. that's always been the good thing about progress. I mean, remember Marty Scroll? You know when he was Party Marty, and he was yeah. on you know Take Me Out and all of that, and seeing because he was on TNA doing the the British boot camp thing. Yeah. And then seeing his evolution in progress, you know, Be- combined becoming with... Becoming the villain and... Yeah, yeah. And, and just, you know, and the, that poise that he that he carried himself with. Yeah. And, you know, you know, also seeing, you know, how that's played into, you know, New Japan and Ring of Honor. But knowing that, you know, that those kind of character developments coming from people that are training in gyms up and down this country, seeing yeah. that progress being those first step, like, you, you know that you're going to see something good. You know it's going to be well booked. You know the atmosphere is going to be good. You know you're going to be treated with the respect and the intelligence that you're here to watch and enjoy wrestling yeah. and not just, you know, let's put on some wrestling, it'll make some money. You know, it's passionate. Completely. And again, it's that weird thing. They've got a great balance there and and at Fight Club Pro and ICW, I think, of, of having storylines despite not having TV yeah. as such, yeah. but... You can go there and jump in on the storyline and not feel like you're left out. It's weird, how because you'd think, as storylines are so important in progress, if you turn up, you're going to be a bit, I don't really know what is going on with any mm. of these people, but it hasn't got that, that vibe at all. I think, I mean, and you, Stuart, have discussed before that the, the video work that they do, I, yeah. I swear it's starting to influence some of the NXT promo mm. stuff and some of the, the main roster stuff, because the video work they've done to tell stories and to build stuff up is mind-blowing right it's next level yeah, phenomenal yeah like those promos they did with um eddie dennis yeah like, who else was doing that anywhere in the world it was amazing and yeah. and and a uh, wembley again it's going to have have tyler there it's, it's going to have a volta who's again i don't believe we've not mentioned yeah, volta yet exactly. as one of <laughs> just the best in the world yeah. it's going to have travis banks there trent all of these but honestly i don't know if there's a match i'm more excited about than than, than pete or, or, or than Eddie Dennis and 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 Andrews and Andrews getting their hands on each other, and that's not confirmed or announced. I don't even know it's happened, but you would assume they've been building that feud for so long that, and it's, it's just be. it's to get that tension. I remember an event that we were at that the biggest moment it was a Thunderbastard match in oh, fact. So, so it's their version of a Rumble, but it's one at a time, and there's pins and yeah. submission, and that's it. And there's no over the the, the top ropes. It's only eight or nine or, or, or something like that it's a great match but 
at that point, they'd built this feud of Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews splitting up their tag team partners for years. And Eddie Dennis had got into the Thunderbars match, even though he's injured. And literally just seeing him clear the ring as Mark Andrews was the next person out and his music dropped. Him standing there looking just furious. And Mark Andrews stood on the ramp, not sure what to do. And then Eddie got pinned and didn't get his hands on Mark. And that's just amazing storytelling. Because that made us just like, when they finally get that. Because again, what independent shows are doing a six month build before someone even has a match and again it likens to japan because i think the reason okada omega was so amazing was that was the first time we'd seen them fight Mm -hmm. in a singles match it's not like wwe where often the raw before the pay-per-view is the two people that you wanted to see having a match again like like they did with nakamura and aj for like ages it's like at the next pay-per-view nakamura and aj it's like they did that on SmackDown the last yeah. three weeks in a yeah. row. Yeah. So that thing with, again, with Mark Andrews, Eddie Dennis, and the way they did some of that build, like when they had, um, they had the Ali Pally shows and Mark Andrews band, Junior, who a decent-sized band in Kerrang! and all that kind of thing, had a gig um, that night. And the gig ended with... Eddie Dennis attacking their bassist. <laughs> so they did a normal gig for their fans. Happened to be a load of wrestling fans there because it's the Progress Weekender. And then Eddie... And again, it was the genius. I was like, I've heard Eddie attacked M- Mark Andrews at his gig. It's like, no, they didn't even do that. He beat up the bassist. So it yeah. wasn't even... They've still not got their hand. They're still... Even on a promo at a gig at a, a venue in Canada, they're not allowing them to get their hands yeah. on each other until, until Wembley. And that's just... <laughs> For for a UK scene that used to be very much about, we've got X Pack over. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know, American imports or someone mm. who used to be big, we've got Tatanka. <laughs> Come and see him, and there'll be some other wrestling on. For a, a, a scene that used to be very much that, to be doing that kind of storytelling is just oh, progress. Changed the game in that sense. I think you know, there's not. I mean, wrestling has always been, you know, tag teams you know, Royal Rumbles, you know, Fatal Four Ways. Yeah. But the way that the storytelling has changed the structure of how things are booked. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think that it's, it's to introduce new formats in an industry that's this old. Yeah. I think it's very, and, and for and fans we, not to turn their back on it. And, and Wembley has got the first tag team Thunder Bastard match yeah. for the tag belt. So again, that's going to be just insane. Just, yeah, and the amount of people you've got. I said, we mentioned Flash a load. He's in there, yeah. Aussie Open, everyone. It's yeah, it's going to be insane. And and I think it's going to just be one of those moments where a lot of people that have been involved in British wrestling for a long period of time, yeah, you know, are going to see it as a, as a moment of years and years and years of hard work. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think I remember going to Garen's Leisure Centre in South End and seeing Jodie Flash and Johnny Storm. Yeah, you know, years and years ago, and thinking, how on earth is British wrestling this good? Yeah, and yet we're in. You know, it's being seen in by smaller crowds, or yeah. being treated as kind. As you said, you know, Tatanka's here now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But now it's if you know if Progress can get to Wembley and smash it, which they will, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, it's then it's then going to be at a point where we've got a WWE NXT, we've got Progress, yeah. you know, Rev Pro, three big. Big drawing promotions in the UK, you know, the talent that's going to be coming through after this. Yeah. Like, I, I went to a, a, a Lucha Forever show at the uh, Resistance Gallery. Yeah. You know, and seeing um, and Mills and Mayhew 
Yeah. You know, and, and now how they're starting to come through as well. That's one of the ones I, 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 I wanted to mention because Mayhew just he blows my mind. The mm. kid's about 12 and he's just this amazing, the, the next Osprey, as people kind of say, I, but yeah. I think so. I think they are, you know, they they look they look like they're just starting to be wrestlers. Yeah. But they wrestle like they've been wrestling that's, since they've come out yeah, of the womb. That's, that absolutely nails it and that's what's great because you know at indie shows you're going to get a few people who are just f- finding their feet. And they look like one of those teams that you're like you're ready to be to be lenient. There's going to be a few mistakes, a few bits that aren't quite on spot, and then they come out and they're as good as anyone that you'll see. And yeah, it's a, a great shout. And I think Eve get you know Eve Pro Wrestling as yeah. well. You know how important that's been for you know women's wrestling in the UK, yeah. and how you know that Resistance Gallery has become you know the breeding ground for yeah you know new women coming through and that's it I mean we've mentioned it in WWE but it's key in the UK scenes as well so t- Tony Storm and Ginny in particular mm-hmm. G- a- a Ginny being the first r- r- pro women's champion being I can't think he's is she the progress champion at the moment I yeah. think she is isn't she so it's been disputed there and I think and there's just yeah there's there's loads of going back to people like Pollyanna and Dahlia Black and all mm-hmm. these who were just doing it from day one and yeah it is that thing that it can be easy to think that all the action is happening over in WWE when there are these big moments but then you see things like Eve and what's the one in in Norwich that um Soraya Knight uh I'm, runs I'm, I'm not sure, sure. but it, again there's another one there that's very I think it's all female and things like that and it's just again it's great that it's building and building these scenes and and, and events it almost seems kind of inevitable that it was going to happen though really because we've got the people who are running these events are pretty, around about our age or a little bit older. A lot of yeah. gyms like 40 yeah. and so on and so forth. And uh, so we're all from a generation who were watching wrestling just post kayfabe. So we saw wrestling a different way to people who've been watching it in the 80s, 70s, so on and so forth. Yeah. So for us to get to a certain age and like have the ability to start a promotion, yeah. they're going to do it differently and evolve and innovate and do it better. Or... or- Oh, oh, we've watched a bit of, of Riptide as well, haven't we? Yeah. We've not made it down there yet, but in Brighton, it looks amazing because yeah. they're, they're shooting it as if it's a film, yeah, cool. it, which that kind of Lucha Underground did that. Yeah. Things like, and it's dope. It, it, it looks amazing. And it's literally standing room only because you can the room literally pretty much just, just fits a ring in yeah. and then a couple of rows of people. You're like, If you had seats, you'd get about 20 seats in, but they get more because they go, let's not have seats coming. And... Stuff like that, it's exciting to see all these companies, all these companies doing different things. Like, in fact, this will be out after it, but I mean, we've not mentioned Sasha Moff Martina, who I think's amazing, but um, hell of a character. But she's her match at, um, <laughs> at Riptide. It's I can't remember the two girls that they're against, but sh- she's in a tag team with Dave Benson Phillips, <laughs> which is mind blowing because it's like that should I should be furious about that as a wrestling fan because you know if you've ever watched a session off Martina, she's genuinely a great wrestler but plays this kind of drunk character and it's it's wonderful. It really it adds something you don't get in the other matches. And again, I think if women's wrestling is going to become equal, you should have a variation of characters. The problem in WWE at points is that they all the women wrestlers their character is I'm a really good female wrestler whereas yeah. the men have gr- grumpy man big man you know they, they yeah. have these more more variations so 
a few people got annoyed online and said that Sedgemoff is bringing it back because she's always talking about how she's got tons of kids yeah. and she wants to get drunk. It's like, no, that's bringing it forward because there is the variation. You would have Shawn Michaels as the sexy boy and things like that. So you're allowed to have sexually provocative characters as part of it. It's just the fact that that's not all of it. Mm. And yeah. Mm. Keith Slater's got loads of kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, also, we very very close the other week when we were going to see local wrestling yeah. down Lady Community Centre around the yeah. corner. Yeah. So close then because it? it was cheap. Because Mayhew was on there. Yeah. Or oh, we saw him on the poster yeah, and, and right. that was what made us go, oh, let's, let's go along to that. So but, I thought we'd, we didn't end up going, but beforehand I thought I looked on YouTube of the Finnish promotions, local promotion, and the in-ring was decent. The, yeah. the story in the ring was decent. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. We're mainly going because we want to there's a guy that we've only seen pictures of we can't imagine <laughs> yeah. that he's good but his name's Mountain Stew and he dresses like a Mountain Jew so it's just the Mountain Jew logo but it says Mountain Stew instead yeah. and that just it's got us intrigued it's ridiculous and I can't imagine what the character's going to be I do love that about wrestling though when you have the Twitter the strong and stable style yeah I yeah yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah 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 genius Completely. I think that any like I think that's what wrestling does very very well. Yeah, you know it completely rips off and plagiarizes pop culture. I don't know if you saw the um, Amazon the Amazon package eliminating yeah. uh, the Toys R Us giraffe from a Royal yeah. Rumble. No, I didn't. That's that's genius. <laughs> Funny. Uh, to speak as well just now about Lucha Underground, which is something I know nothing about. Yeah, but, but I saw a clip the other day of Kairi Sane in Lucha Underground from yeah. a couple of years ago. Mm. So I watched that whole thing, and it seems like. Like, uh, New Japan is the whole technical thing, and they take it very seriously. Lucha Underground seems to be like the polar opposite, where it's literally like a film or a TV show, well, it, which they, is down to Robert Rodriguez, who yeah. produces it. And it looks like so it looks like Mortal Kombat from the so 90s or something like that. Rodriguez. I've, yeah, never, I've never watched it. It went onto Netflix in America, but didn't come onto Netflix yeah. over here. And the way they did, did Lucha Underground was, it's, it's series, and yeah. the story from beginning, it is a soap opera. Yeah. That happens mm. to be wrestling. I've never watched it. Watched 45, really yeah, watched? I watched 45 minutes of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it? Is I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like, it looks it's amazing. different, isn't it? It's just a change from. It's, yeah, from it's, the like, it's a TV series that yeah. features wrestling, but it's like. It's the most storyline driven. Yeah. yeah. Like between movie. matches, yeah. the promos are literally like. Yeah, the production. Yeah. Dario like, Beto. Out of this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, 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 he's so, awesome. so good. And this guy, Pentagon Dark, looked absolutely phenomenal. When he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a free, no, was it a fatal four way, no, one after the other with the black triad, the black lotus triad. Yeah, yeah. The three women, like Japanese style wrestlers, yeah, who yeah, came yeah. down and he fought them all. And it was insane. It was so good. Yeah, they have a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Like intergender yeah, matches yeah. and I mean, they're, like, got, they're brilliant I think some of it got a bit too much for me near the you know the sexy style stuff I thought yeah no, I, bit, I just I, I, I don't know I found I, it a bit too was, salacious she was their Roman Reigns I think right um, yeah in that well I guess she um, I can't remember what happened with her she got disliked for yeah. doing something well she got disliked because she broke someone's arm essentially or did right, her, right. I remember I watched that's my only knowledge of her and um, watching it she put yeah she she put an armbar on a, a proper. Jeff w- w- went for it unnecessarily mm. and, and and tore tore stuff and all okay. sorts of. But no, but yeah. generally the loot underground stuff is like you know really good wrestling I and then just so much. Pay-per-views. No, it's it's literally it's a TV series. Like it's mm. not like a wrestling company. Like they don't do like live events or mm. anything. It's, it's just like a TV series, like twenty episodes. Like the set, something. what do they call it? The temple. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's mad because as well, it's then a case of 
how because I know like Pentagon Dark has managed it, but how do those characters if they go elsewhere, how does that translate? Because if you've mm-hmm. only seen them in that in, in that scenario, a, a Ricochet was in it, right? But yeah, he had a yeah. mask, so it's mm-hmm, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think some of them to... are in AAA as well. Yeah, so yeah. they would kind. Of, you know, I think I don't know if, how much AAA were involved in Lucha Underground because I remember yeah. Conan. So I used to listen to the Conan podcast, and then I, I stopped listening to it. Got yeah. a bit much for me in the yeah. end. Yeah, he's an intense <laughs> but, dude. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I remember them talking about starting Lucha. You know how Lucha Underground started and how it was going to be shot. Yeah. I think um, when Kate started training for Glow, she sent me some pictures of because uh, that's where they were training. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, in the uh, in the Lucha Underground. Oh, stage. wow! Yeah, Jim Morrison. Uh, yeah, Morrison was. Yeah, yeah, Jim yeah, Morrison. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, he was training them a little bit as well for glow. And That's amazing, right? Awesome. Yeah. You still have it. It's just like an old like, boxing gym or something like, like the, the manager's office is on the side <laughs> after the ring and people jump off the top of it. And yeah, the, <laughs> the matches would like incorporate the scenery. Like, yeah. Like a lot of the times, like, yeah, the, the head promoter had an office and then there was all kind of balconies and stuff. Sometimes people would like get thrown through the balcony and yeah. disappear like into another room and stuff like that. It was like... Yeah, it's really really cool. Like, I, I mean, love it's, it. It's an investment of time, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. It's how, amazing. How, how is it like an hour a week? Or? I think each episode's like forty five minutes, and each series is probably like twenty episodes, twenty five yeah. episodes. So it's yeah, well worth I don't it. Think it's yeah. on UK Netflix. Yeah, or not. did you guys? Are you both following New Japan quite a lot? Right. I I watched my big bigger events. I mean, yeah. I haven't. I haven't really. I mean, I've, one year I'm, I'm definitely going to do the G1 and watch it all in, yeah. in real time. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah. hard to keep up because because there was just there was a storyline that I'd kind of explained to Stu, but then I realised I'd got it slightly wrong. And it was the whole Golden Lovers thing, mm-hmm. and it's 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 Omega and Ibushi, is it? Yep. And and they were in real life, I believe, a couple at some at one point, and then I think so. Like that was kind of never it, kind of outright. Yeah, I, I remember it being a big deal when they reunited in the ring recently because they were a tag team and then they split up and then yeah I only heard about it all later that it's like supposedly in real life they were a couple and then I watched that reunion and it was one of the most emotional things again it's wrestling it's fiction Mm. they've planned it this double cross this and that and when they just hugged in the ring even if they weren't lovers in real life or whatever they had fallen out as a team and whatever else and just the emotion there was just yeah Mm. Amazing, and having things like that at the top of the card in you know in these amazing situations was yeah yeah I, 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 New Japan's still like one of the harder ones to follow yeah. just like regularly just because of the way it's kind of broadcast I yeah. guess like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you can only watch it on the internet and it's yeah. it's not like uh, episodic I guess like, because like in America now they've they've got it on TV yeah Jim Ross and Josh Barnett doing the commentary yeah but. Yeah. It gets a lot of stick. I think it's quite out of date. Yeah, it's out of date, and Jim Ross apparently isn't the best at. He can't pronounce Marty Skull's name right yeah. at all. Um, and yeah, I love watching it in Japanese. Yes, yeah. like, even though I'm probably Every, missing out on storyline. Everyone I know who's into it has to watch it in, in yeah, Japanese because they're, they're of so the excited. Excitement, yeah, yeah completely that. And that's what I did the time I watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It was a weird one because commentary is a really important part mm-hmm. of wrestling. Like uh, we were discussing. Uh, uh, before we started rolling, that me and Stu were at both nights at the Royal Albert Hall. But then watching it on the network and having Mauro Ranello, who's mm-hmm. the best ever, or one of the best ever, just added so much 
to it. And it's that thing of... A, a Zack Sabre a Jr. to go back to me is a prime example of that, of live, sometimes it can feel a little dry mm-hmm. because it's quite slow. And if you're not that close, it's quite technical and close-up. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're then watching it on the network, on wherever else, mm-hmm. it's a different game because you're getting all the, the nuances and you've got the commentary to... To lead you along on the, on the story a bit, so yeah, the weird the weird balance of live versus n- n- not live. But I've I've not listened to a load of I've not watched a ton of progress online because I went to <laughs> a ton of it. But that Glenn's legendary with his overexcited screaming and noise making, and yeah, I think it just comes across really well. I think yeah. you get I think live. There's such an energy in the building, yeah, yeah that yeah, you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. need to have, you know him being that hyped to yeah, actually yeah, just true. Yeah. convey well just to even to be louder than the crowd yeah so uh, I'll start t- to wrap f- things up now are there any other r- r- wrestling points or conversations that again you're in a rare situation where you're sitting with three other people who are willing to talk <laughs> about wrestling <laughs> is there anything talk else that you want to discuss or, or or talk about or get off your chests I think we haven't talked about Cody no being no. the elite yeah and how that is, I don't know, the behind-the-scenes oh. YouTube series that, you know, how he, he yeah, left well, as being well, a We've not Carter. talked about the Bullet Club at all, really, mm. is it? And that's possibly the most important thing, or one of the most important things in wrestling at the moment, because it spans indie organisations, mm. it is owned by the wrestlers. Um, so, again, for anyone who doesn't know, the, 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 the Bullet Club is kind of a stable of wrestlers, but it's ever-expanding and... There's kind of your different ladies and, and Cody Rhodes left the WWE to go on the Indies and joined the but again like the fact that in the same year or so you had um, Osprey win the IG whichever mm. it is thing in New Japan you had Marty Skrull as the first British person to have done this yeah. but you had Marty Skrull as the first British person to suddenly be in the Bullet Club mm. and fit amazingly because of his look and his umbrellas and all that so. Yeah, and and I think that but the Bullet Club lineage is is kind of mad to think it's got yeah. Devitt, AJ Styles, yeah, you know some, you know, and then the Young Bucks, yeah. who I've got a lot a lot of time for the Young Bucks in the sense that they were always tipped to be the next Hardys, yeah, and they're just like you know what we're we're always going to be independent or we're going to stay independent for as long as we can, you know they have the fastest selling t shirt in Hot Topic including over, you know, all of the American yeah. rock bands. You know, Mad, they, you know, and all wrestling. in yeah. you know, all in sold out the Cow Palace, you know, ten thousand tickets in forty five minutes. Mad, you know, and so you've got and without a single match announced at that yeah. point, we're just saying this is us and we're putting it's on this event. It's, it's the time for, you know, independent wrestling to have, you know, and and that um being the elite I've got all in at the Cow Palace and then there's progress at Wembley. And yeah. I think that that is two big statement things that people wouldn't even have thought would be possible five years ago. I you like know? how there seems to be the excitement and support as well. Like the ICW guys are excited about the Wembley show and the Fight Club Pro guys are excited about the Wembley show. It's not like, mm. the, again, there was a point where the it all felt like every company was a rival of every other company. Mm. But things like this seem to kind of bring people together and go, no, this is good for... For wrestling in general, and All In's a prime example of that. That it's not any organisation. Mm. That's 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 mad in itself. That it's not one of the bit. These the actual wrestlers have gone. 
here's our event. Yeah, I was going to say it was interesting when you said Cody because, you know, the previous model probably for most people was get to WWE. Like yeah. that, that's the end goal, get yeah. to WWE. And, and he's shown that, like, the opposite can yeah. work. You know, start in WWE yeah. and leave and become even bigger. Completely. You know, and, and that's probably, I imagine if you're a wrestler, that's, that's quite inspiring. Motivated. I mean, for every Cody, there's a Ryback, but still, there's, there's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it, it is a beautiful thing. He's more than one Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. So we have a shout out as well to uh, Nikki Cross on the announcement of the Women's Evolution being the only person in character on the stage, seeing yeah. her giggling and rubbing her hands together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone else just standing there holding hands and being yeah. all proud as she's. Like when actually announced it, just just waving her hands yeah. and being all excited. So good, yeah. so good. Um, so, so is that everything? I think I think we've covered everything, right? Have you got anything? I mean, else we on? could talk forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to draw a line for part two. It's literally unending for now. I'm genuinely up for a, a semi-regular uh, yeah, wrestling catch-up yeah, if you guys fancy. Right. So yeah, I'm going to at some point get Osprey and and um, and and be over and maybe uh, Paul Paul Robinson, who we've not mentioned, mm. who I think again. Yeah, absolute legend of the UK scene and he got me into progress because he was coming out to one of my songs and that's the reason they invited me along and I was like all right I'll give it a look and we kind of went almost tongue-in-cheek it's going to be a British wrestling event Mm -hmm. oh it's not going to be much good and then after that went every month for over a year it was like I didn't miss a month for over a year at that point because it's like this is the best thing ever but that that was the thing I was going to say that was the really cool thing I liked when I went to like Progress yeah. and, and a lot of the UK shows was it, it, it reminded me of like the feeling of, of, of being a teenager and yeah. discovering like alternative culture and, and going to gigs and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. you know I don't think people do that as much now but they're doing this instead yeah. which is really cool like, it's, that's completely right because it's, it's, it's it, we started this podcast talking about how it's rare to get to talk to other people about wrestling and you would think it's exactly the same as when there's that club that you're always like, I'm too intimidated to go there. Mm. And then you go in and it's all just indie kids who are as scared as you and mm. as nervous mm. as you and just want to enjoy it. And that's what the progress and British wrestling scene is all about. That kind yeah. of being surrounded by all these people who are either hugely into it, a, a, a little bit into it. There'll be people again who haven't watched it in years and yeah. just you all come together and enjoy the... The buzz of live wrestling. Yeah, totally. In this day and age where they say there's no well, barely any subcultures left. It'd be yeah. great to see a new generation of kids come through like hugely into indie wrestling. Yeah. Have a scene mm. there. I think that's what surprises people. When people oh, do people still watch wrestling? It's like, well, yeah, the major two shows probably pull in ten million people across the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then when you start to take into all account everything else, maybe 25 million people watch wrestling every week. Yeah. And people go, oh, that's that's not so bad then, is it? When we were promoting Walk Like a Panther, which is a film I did that's about wrestling, um, I was on on Five Live um, and Nihal was, and they were talking about, so, do you remember like, British, like it's about British wrestling, oh, British wrestling, it used to be huge, isn't it? And all this, they kept saying it and I just had to pause and go, got to pull you up on this, it's as big as it's ever been right now, it just isn't on TV and it is again now, but at that point I was like, it just isn't on TV. And again, mm. Wembley had been announced, but Ali Pali had been sold out three, three, four times. Brixton, the ICW ones at the at the O2 mm. Arena or whichever they arena did the is SSC, up there. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, that's it. They did the SSC and things like. It's like it is that weird thing of if you know about it, you can't get enough of it, and it 
kind of takes over your life a little bit. But if you don't know about it, you assume, yeah. as you said, mm. do people still watch wrestling? Like, yeah, more than anything else in my life at the moment. There's nothing <laughs> else I watch more <laughs> than wrestling. So, yeah, pretty much. Well, thank you all for coming along. Yeah, Is there anything you want to promote or plug? Sam, you're hitting the road again and touring in October yeah, and September, October. right? Yep. And what's the plan? It's, 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 I commented on a, a post you did the other day because it's, it's wicked seeing you with the band you've currently got just seeming to really fucking enjoy it. And yeah. it can get to a weird point when you've got a large body of work and there'll be songs that, 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 that you're sick of but they're the ones that people want to hear and there'll be this and that. But yeah, it's great to see you kind of... Yeah, there's loads of us to be in the band. Yeah. You know, and, and what's, what's been really fun is because I spent the whole time playing with computers and click tracks. Yeah. And there's no computers, no click tracks, everything's live. Yeah. You know, strings, horns, and every show is completely different. Amazing. So it's just it's just really fun. And it's really nice to be to be honest, it's really nice to be playing old tracks. Yeah. You know, it's that sense of okay, I've stepped away from it from long enough and now it feels completely different because it's different people on stage and it's you know, we're just having a laugh. Yeah, and, and I love that, it. that's that's the most important thing I think about touring. Sometimes you get so dragged into it, you've been doing it for so long. You, yeah, you just want to be home, and it's kind of the opposite now. I just want to play. It's why I took a pause from it was because I was concerned I was about to get to that point where I'm there because I'm being paid to be there rather than because mm. I want to be. And I was like, for me, I was like, that's a good point to walk away because at that point, every gig I've done. I've loved and put every hundred percent, every dr- a drop of sw- sweat into, and I was feeling I was on the verge of that. But yeah, so, uh, uh, and Russell, you've got a, n- a new band. Yeah, I've got a new band called Nova Cub. Yeah, um, we're just—it's really kind of early days for us. We've got a new—we've uh, got a few songs up online, just yeah. like demos and things. But we're kind of trying to do the gig every few weeks, and yeah, it's I just... love the first a, a song that I heard because it started with the kind of. Old, it sounds such an obvious thing to say, but with what I love about the block party guitars and builds, mm-hmm. and then when a female vocal came in, it just felt like it's nothing like block party. Yeah, yeah, no, it no, made no, me no. think of block party at first. I was like, oh, this isn't just a side that it's a completely different thing. So that yeah, was a yeah. beautiful thing to hear because, yeah, I don't know. It felt like I was, I am a huge fan of. A, a, a block party but that was very much always its own sound so to mm-hmm. hear that sound and then go oh no it's completely different. yeah no I, 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 I mean it's a good description I think you know I, I guess some kind of rediscovering like what made me love playing guitar in the first place yeah. like with like kind of like the frenetic energy and the tension and, 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 and that side of things and then you know adding something new to that with, with a whole new group of people so yeah. that, that it's its own thing, that it's something different as well. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of hopefully taking the best parts of lots of different things and putting them all together. That's wicked. So, yeah. And, and what's going on Block Party? Are, are um, we're doing... Well? You're doing the Silent Alarm. Yeah, we're just doing the anniversary kind of shows in October. In October, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah, come back. I hadn't right. missed them. Because, yeah, we talked about it before and I wasn't sure when it was. And, yeah, as a Silent Alarm was an album that our joint mate Andy and uh, me, Andy, Stu, a load of us, it's just, yeah, absolutely blew us away when that, that came out. So that'll be... Are you excited about playing them as an anniversary thing? Because, yeah. again, it is the same thing that you have stuff that you play for so long you get bored of. So having a gap from playing them 
and then getting to get back yeah into no it. it's just like literally like you guys were both just saying you know like, like having a bit of a break from because yeah. you know we, we were doing block party touring for years and years yeah. kind of relentlessly and then the last few years it's been a lot more sporadic and stuff yeah. so you know doing something like this now is like like super exciting i mean and, and i i always enjoy playing like old songs yeah. you know that people mm-hmm. like like yeah you know that that buzz and connection with the audience is, yeah. is like a special thing it's the audience that makes the gigs different that's what people mm. if, if if people don't click onto that that's what made touring exciting for me mm-hmm. it's like the songs i've done them loads but I, i'm doing them every night but it's a different crowd every night mm-hmm. and it's that those individual reactions and the small yeah. little bits that make that as exciting as it was the first time to play mm, it coming. Mm. So, yeah, that's good. Stu, this is coming out after the barbecue you've got next week. Yes. So, so is there anything you want to... Yeah, yeah. So I just want to promote my garden. I've nearly finished. The decking's <laughs> going to be down by the end of next week, hopefully. So uh, if anyone wants to come out and look at my garden, that's feel good. free. There should be a good crowd. There will be more heights for the decking. So. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> it's going to be wicked. Um, all of us are on social media. So, Stu... Where can people find you? <laughs> find me um, on social media if you're entirely interested in is finding me on social media. Uh, I think on Instagram and Twitter I am at Stuart underscore Turl, which is T O U R L E. And Russell, where are you? Uh, yeah, Instagram, I'm at Russell Block Party, and Nova Cub is at Nova Cub Music. Perfect. And I'm at Forget Cape. So that's Forget and then Cape. Perfect. Well, that is, is lovely. Thank you very much. And yeah, genuinely, I think we can. If there's ever any anything that's happening in wrestling that we want to sit with three other people and talk about, then let's do it. Oh, yeah, we definitely. all know where to go now. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. There you go. That was episode 222. Big love to, to Russell and to Sam and to Stu. Hope you all enjoyed that. Um, I, I wanted to mention, I asked Sam and Russell if they knew about the Golden Lovers, um, Kenny Omega and... Um, uh, who is it? Ibushi. And I kind of said I'd, I'd heard that they were lovers in, in real life. It turns out I'm just a mark. I've, I've no idea if they are in, in real life, but I've now read a full article kind of detailing their story. And it's amazing. The article is written by a guy called Dave Schilling. It's on a website called melmagazine.com, M-E-L magazine.com. And the article is, is we've entered the era of sexually fluid professional wrestlers. And it was great. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. I recommend that for further reading. It's fascinating. Uh, and as said, please go now and order G- G- on Amazon Jim Smallman's or from, from Waterstones. Jim Smallman's um, I'm Sorry I Love You, which a lot of you will know is a reference to um, one of the most emotional moments in wrestling when Sh- Shawn Michaels fought R- 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 Ric Flair in his retirement match. And um, hit Flair w- w- wouldn't stay down and Shawn was just about to land the the final super kick and he with tears in his eyes just said i'm sorry i love you and then landed that super kick and it's beautiful so check that out and as said i hope to see as many of you as possible at progress wrestling um as i mentioned in the intro the the night before is my club night we are lizards at the book club 
so yeah, that's that's September 29th. So if you're coming down for the weekend, you can come along and hang out, get Kate Work Eight Flyers DJing with us that night, as is Dan Lasac. So you can come down, party with us on the Saturday night, and then it'll get up sl- slightly hungover and head to the wrestling at Wembley on the Sunday. It's going to be amazing. Um, so yeah, come along to, 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 to both of them. Uh, uh, we are lizards at the book club and then progress wrestling at Wembley. Wembley's a little bit bigger. We can't fit everyone that's going to Wembley in the book club, but I'd love to see as many of you there as possible. I'll be back next week where I've got professor green. Um, and then I'll have example and Kate Tempest is coming up. Loads of good people. So check that out. Um, thank you for tuning in. This is another bonus one. Cause I've got so many good guests at the moment. I'll see you all next week. Ta-ta.